The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart, never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Top of the hour on TNT, Swerve Strickland going one-on-one -on -one with his old, sometimes friend, sometimes rival, Darby Allen. I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah, Ricky. You, Ricky, you got no love with this cat right here. None of, none of us are Neither of them, actually. Darby nor Swerve. That's a great point. What about me? You're what about you? I'm all right. I'm melancholy. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we'll be yeah, okay. a lukewarm on you. Chris. I'm not sad. <laughs> Chris, we'll, we'll get into your senseless actions from last Wednesday night. You're damn right we will. A little later into our broadcast, but we're going to kick things off with this huge match. Swerve Strickland has arrived with a lot of hype behind him here in AEW, but this man has been an AEW original since day one. And his opponent being accompanied by the icon, Sting! 
from Seattle, Washington, weighing 175 pounds, Dorby Allen. I mean, why is this friendship still going? I thought this thing would have ended like months ago. I thought it ended back in 2020. Yes, yeah, I'm telling you, Ricky, you're right. Enough of these two guys. They're kindred spirits. You can tell they have the same dark soul with the same love for the fans and the connection that they have with everybody cheering for them, as you can hear. Oh, God, they, they, both of them, Sting and Darby, puke city for me. I don't like either. Puke city. Nothing like the connection that Sting and Darby Allen have with the fans. And there will be nothing like AEW Rampage coming your way on TNT in seconds. Versus Swerve Strickland, Hook and Dan Housen's face-to-face confrontations, Keith Lee versus Colton Gunn, and Trent Barretta challenges Samoa Joe for the ROH World Television Championship. There it is! AEW Rampage, tonight at 10 on TNT. Right now, staying on Dobby, which is smart. That's what you want to do, That's man. Strickland. Oh. Oh, oh, look at that! You know, I'm more and more impressed with, with, with Swerve Strickland every week that I see him. He's, he, he's really, really impressing me. Watch out, he's definitely impressive. He's up to bad intentions. Oh! Swerve with that uppercut to the back from the middle rope, the deep cover. You know why that, that, that uppercut sucks? Because not only does it hit your upper back, but it also clips the back of your head too. So you're getting a double whammy. Well, it's a it's a hit from behind, which is not nice or fair or illegal. Or legal. I, I don't think legal is legal. So look at me, I'm stuttering. I think it's a disconnect. Well, you're excited. You're excited. Why wouldn't you stutter? <laughs> well, you're, you're happy that I'm back. I've been gone for three weeks, Starzy. I agree with that. Swerve Strickland, the right hand to Darby Allen. AW Rampage back here on TNT. Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen looking to qualify for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, but there can be only one, Taz. That's right, only one. And which one of these wow. men in this match? Look at that knee bar right oh, here. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, he's got an ankle locked up too. Once again, you wouldn't expect Darby Allen to pull out a knee bar ankle lock, but he's a very, very well trained, oh. well knowledge pro wrestler. He's at a, as a as a youth wrestler, folk style wrestling, was very successful. Uh, and you know, and, and, and when I recruited him way back when, he turned me down. He was telling me all about his background as an amateur. And Darby broke into this business training under Buddy Wayne, one of the sharpest minds in pro wrestling in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, look at this! Wow, Swerve is just swinging for the fences, and you got him. Uh oh, got that wrist control, maybe a vertical Impressive. from here. Nice, look at that! Oh wow! Good job. Tremendous fluidity by Swerve Strickland. Two, no. And like you said, Taz, that started with the wrist control. Yep. Where the wrist goes, the body follows. Correct. You guys know that. You have control of a joint, especially the wrist. You're going to control the arm and the head and the shoulder grip. Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Kyle O'Reilly, and Dax Harwood have all qualified for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, kicking off in just a couple weeks on May 11th. And remember Samoa Joe nice. in our main event here tonight, looking to defend the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Swerve looking for the Swerve oh, stomp, but it's... Whoa, whoa. Where's Darby going? Oh, Darby! Code oh. red one! That's it. Two, no! Super close right there. I just want to say earlier how athletic Swerve is. He just leapt backwards. Up to the top. Straight onto the top rope. I, I can do that as well, Jericho. Well, yeah, but you save it for the big shows. Exactly. Man, you and I. 
Darby, he's in a pod. Concentrating. Green on, and lumpy. On the knees. Going to the top. He's going for the coffin drop. Uh -oh. Now the coffin oh. drop. But Swerve got the knees up. But don't forget, Swerve's paying the price too with yeah. that injured knee. He's, Swerve is hobbling, but he's up on his feet. It's intense. You can see his eyes. Swerve is firing up. Swerve. Oh, oh. Nice. Beautiful leaping kick right to the back of Darby's painted head. He might advance here. One, grab the two, rope, grab the rope. Yeah. There you go. Good match sense by Darby Allen right there. Ring Bring awareness. Yeah. This is a great match. Excellent. Excellent way to kick off an awesome episode of Rampage. Darby clutching onto that bottom rope and swerve. Now with something in mind, and it's not looking good for Darby. Oh, you're right, Excalibur. You can see Darby Allen is in a lot of trouble, and Strickland has control. This looks like it's going to be bad, man. Uh oh. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Where's no. he going? Oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no he's go. going down. Oh, oh my gosh. Damn. I've got to tell you what. Let's take a look at the impact here. Listen to this. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Unbelievable. We've, we've seen Darby Allen just crash and burn on an off day. That right there was nasty. Well, the and Swerve Strickland is feeling that, too. He fell on the back of his head. Darby hasn't moved. Yeah, did you notice Darby's posture after he rebounded off the mats? The mat, I mean, those are just thin foam mats over concrete it's like here. a rubber thing, Excalibur. It's a little rubber covering. That's all it is. You're landing basically on the concrete wooden floor, whatever the hell it is. It's a hard, hard reality. When you hit that ground, and Swerve feels it, too. Very interesting. Swerve, bring it. Wait, what? what, what? Ricky's, Ricky Starks Ricky go. Starks left the desk. Starks just threw down his headset. Got some business here. What's he doing? He Starks is doing whatever he wants. Oh, wait a minute. Well, Sting, oh, not, not with Sting's involved. What the hell? Sting. Go down there and get him, Taz. Well, I, I just had a knee uh, situation. I, I, Sting and Ricky Starks know each other very well. And Sting saw what Ricky was up to. And he's taking off his $4,000 shirt. He didn't want to ruin it with face paint. But wait, oh! Oh, here we go, look at this. He'll pick, and now Darby. Oh, look at this! Two, three, oh. Darby steals it! Wow, wow! Now we're this match. Darby. Allen! Hey, give an assist to Ricky Starks right there. I love it. Starks is loving it. Let's smile on his face. Told you we don't like uh, Swerve Strickland. So now Darby Allen, he advances in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament and joins Smojo, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. And Dax. It worked! It worked! You're happy with yourself! Ricky Starks just costing Swerve Strickland the birth in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Samoa Joe completed the Triple Crown, the career Triple Crown of the Ring of Honor Championships when he defeated Minoru Suzuki a couple weeks ago. Certainly did join Rarified Air, which includes former protege Jay Lethal. It looked like he was on path to victory. Beretta may find an opening here, Chris. Well, we said, he, what is he going to do? He did take Samoa Joe off his feet, and now Trent, uh, Trent is up, and he's going even higher up. He needs to try and wipe him out on that floor, guys. Got to be careful. Trent got to be careful here. Trent diving, cross body, crashing down on Samoa Joe. But Joe's up almost quicker than Trent is. Yeah, but Trent, it looked like, I believe he's grabbing that knee, the left knee there, for a moment he did. And he's had, he's had trouble with that knee before. We're going to take a quick look at the replay here. Excalibur, the highest. Wow. Beautifully laid out. Would look great in a Japanese magazine for sure. Gong Magazine would love that crossbody from the top. Or an American magazine. Beretta. Or Canadian one. 
lays it in, a chop to the chest of Samoa Joe. And just a reminder, you can join us next month for AEW's return to New York. Oh. Wednesday, May 11th at the UBS Arena on Long Island. We will kick off the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, and then we'll return to Houston, Texas one week oh. later. Got him off his feet. Trent dropping Samoa Joe. At the, we'll be at the Ferretita Center in Houston, Texas on May 18th. Tickets for both events on sale right now, AEWTIX.com. That back throw by Beretta really drove Joe's head and neck area into the mat hard, man. Taz, you gotta like what you're seeing right now. The stick and move yeah. game plan's working. Oh, nice. Well, that tornado DDT might have hit a spark. Here right. we go. Far Trent's leg. Got the Joe, though, able to kick out. Trent Beretta knows that he is entering some very deep water with the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Joe, Joe's looking hurt, though. You can see the look on his face, heavy breathing. Yeah, I mean, we could, we could see a new champion, a new Ring of Honor World TV champion if Joe can't keep up. Trent was looking oh for a strong God. zero, but Samoa Joe, the powerbomb, the high stack, no. I'm out of sport. Oh, here we go. STF. Steps over, got it. Samoa Joe, with you see his wrist over the eyes of Trent Beretta. Beretta can't see the ropes. He's just trying to crawl on instinct. Look at this. He's grinding the, the, those knuckles into Trent's nose and his eye socket. And the surgically repaired neck of Trent Beretta once again being punished by Samoa Joe here, Ian. And Beretta is doing what he said he was going to do. He's going to try and wear down Joe by making Joe move. Beretta able to get to the ropes here. Beretta's in trouble, though. Let's make no bones about it. That strategy only works until your gas tank runs out. And yeah. now it's a matter of endurance. Well, you're right, Ian. And what happened was, I mean, you, you saw over oh. 300 pounds of Samoa Joe laying across the back and neck of Beretta. That takes a lot out of you. Joe just mocking him now. He knows he's in the power position. Correct. Standing yes. tall over Beretta. He's feeling confident and cocky. The champion is. Oh. Uh oh. He's not dead yet. Beretta. He might be now. What a shot. Just got leveled by Samoa Joe. Joe may be looking to end it here. Now instead goes to the corner. He likes to use that muscle buster. That's what he's going for. He's won oh. many a match with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this could be the beginning of the end for Trent Beretta. Oh, Trent's out of big sunset play. Whoa, 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 whoa. Two, no. Almost crowned a new Ring of Honor TV champion there. Beretta. With the knee back, Samoa Joe up to the corner. The door is open. Can he kick it in? Oh, oh what a Yoranagi. Tosses him down. Beautiful. Going rear choke, rear choke. Samoa Joe locks in the rear choke, and Trent Beretta. Trent Beretta goes He's out. out. He's out. He's out. The winner of this match, and still Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Samoa Joe! And Joe proudly waving the Ring of Honor flag here on Rampage. What a great effort from Beretta, though, Taz. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you, Ian. An awesome, awesome effort. And there's the respect. Great respect. The code of honor observed. Why don't we go eat cookies together? Making me sick around here. Well, right now, our colleague Tony Schiavone is going to try to get a word with the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Samoa Joe. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Samoa Joe is still the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Take a breath, big guy. You earned it, buddy. What a match. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate you, Tony. And I'm glad to be out here celebrating. It's Phila. Whoa, whoa, oh, no. Well, once again, it's lethal. Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dunn. Oh, no, and the big man is here. And oh, Sanjay Singh looking upstage. The size of this guy wearing his, his blazer. You can, you can build a tent out of that blazer. 
go camping in it for, for Labor Day weekend. Satnam was ready to fight, it looks like. It's a massive we saw it, Battle of the Belts. Satnam Singh wiped out, I think it was five individuals single-handedly, and now Orange Cassidy holding back Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. Hold on here, OC. That's not too smart. Samoa Joe. It is boiling over here tonight. And look at this, the, the referees. And, and, and Jay Lethal was brought into Ring of Honor in 2004 by Samoa Joe. Look at this, the AEW staff, the referees trying to separate Jay Lethal. A lot of history here, guys. Lots of bad history. Feeling the sting of betrayal by Jay Lethal. As he goes after him again in the ring. Again. Jay Lethal has broken free. We have to restore order. Please join us for Dynamite next Wednesday night on TBS. We are desperately out of time. Who cares in? You know what I mean? Friday, you know what that means. A new era of professional wrestling starts right now with AEW Rampage. Hello, everyone, 
and I'm your host, Jimmy T. Welcome to Rampage Uncaged, right here on channelattitude.com and brought to you by Hameen Media Group. Today, I mean, hey, we've got a special guest. He's, I think this is your first appearance, actually. The vet, Jamie Williams, man. I mean, welcome to Rampage Uncaged. I've been looking forward to this dude. I mean, hey, if you don't know who the vet is, I mean, the come vet. on. you got to know who the vet is by now. Welcome, man. Two-time two time oh, Cameo two Award time. winner. They, right. know, the they know who I am, Jimmy. They voted for me. That's right. I mean, um, the vet, rookie of the year, too, you won. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was the easy one. I was surprised about the other one. You know, beating out such luminaries as Stevie Richard and yeah. Chris Sylvia. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like this is this where. Uh, so yeah, this is the first time I've been on uh, Cage. Long time listener, first time participant. Um, yeah, crazy. And uh, this, I think, Jimmy, this is the first one on one, right? Have we done a one on one? I think so, dude. I'm not sure. I mean, we've done about three shows, maybe four. But maybe, yeah, maybe this is the first time it's one-on-one, dude. And I'm, I'm excited, man. I mean, after this past week's Dynamite, this Rampage, to, like last night, was a breath of fresh air for me, dude. Now, what should we should we pull back the curtain and let the people know? I was Originally, I was going to be on the skirmish with you and right, Chris. Right, I know. And, and I it, didn't end up, it didn't end up working out with the scheduling and everything like that. So, um, but... You know, looking back, I guess it was lucky that I wasn't able to be on that show because, my goodness, what in the hell was that all about? That Dude. was like, that was like, actually, you know what the, you know what Dynamite was like, Jimmy? It was like a double episode of what Rampage <laughs> used to be like, <laughs> right? Oh, dude, it, if not worse, honestly, man. I mean, I, I, honestly, I feel like the last four weeks, roughly, thereabouts, man. I actually think it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's like it's degrading every week. Ever since Cody, I hate to say it, man. Ever since Cody jumped over to WWE, I felt like they've gotten desperate almost. They're trying to do all sorts of shit and see what works and what doesn't. And unfortunately, TK and his so-called bots out there, I think he's starting to pay attention too much to what the IWC is saying. And he's literally pivoting to all the negativity man so if, it, if all the fans are screaming out oh that's crap or, or whatnot he literally seems to go back on what he's trying to do yeah and that's one of the problems when you're in the internet bubble because you think that the iwc is representative of wrestling fans and they are not believe me if if the entire pro wrestling industry was reliant on the fans that are on Twitter and stuff like that. Like if that was their entire fan base, then the sport would be extinct inside of six months from now, because oh, those people down. do not represent uh, the majority of the wrestling fans at large. The most people don't read the sheets. They don't really read the internet. They just watch what's presented to them on TV or on YouTube they don't look too much further into it so that's the problem now where does tony khan come from as a fan he comes from the internet right he right. was one of those guys back in the day going to shows and reading internet message boards and probably getting in fights with people and <laughs> flaming and just all this stuff like 
He was one of those guys. He would, would have been one of those toxic guys that we see on Twitter now. Maybe he would have been toxic, but you know what I mean? Oh, he would have been engaged. Now. Yeah, he's, 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 comp but you know, I mean, I don't want to beat up Tony Khan too much because like, I don't know him personally. And a lot of the right, things right. that people say about him are they're assumed, you know? So he, he just really, really, he just probably doesn't have too good of social skills. And how can you, how can you relate to people when you grow up the way he does? If you have a rich daddy, you're not going to be a real person in the real world. You know what right, I mean? You're right. always going to have a different slant on it. So I forgive him his mistakes. He's, he's doing okay. But, um, you know, that is the thing you're, if you come from that, you're going to stay that he's going to react to the, to the Twitter verse or any other feedback that he gets on any social media platforms or whatever, or the stuff that's written in the observer by his good friend, Dave Meltzer or whatever that is. Um, he's going to react to that. And uh, he's going to think that that's what's best for the, you know, all the people that aren't watching. And every time those people might tune in and give AEW a chance, they're going to see something um, that's going to make them not want to watch it anymore. I and it's crazy, Vet. I mean, think about it. This fandom for AEW. I mean, the fans, I hate to say it, dude. I mean, it's no offense to them. We're all fans of professional wrestling, obviously, right? But, like, they're so, like, they're weird, dude. <laughs> like, I feel like well, the AEW fan base, the real hardcore ones. That yeah, the hardcore. AEW, right. They're, they're, they're weird, dude. I mean, if you go back to Dynamite, think of, uh, see, I couldn't stand FTR's one-on-one -on -one match, right? Mm -hmm. I hated that match. I felt like it was boring. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, they're trying to tell a story, but I don't think they gel well in the ring, mm -hmm. like, together, one-on-one. -on -one. As a tag team, obviously, they're great. But that match, I don't know, man. And the fact that, like, all these AEW wrestlers in particular, I feel like they're, they're all becoming big-time marks for themselves, like, amongst the industry, especially Bret Hart, Vet. I mean... Yeah. Bret Hart suddenly has become like a god for like quite a few in uh, AEW, which is cool. I'm a Bret Hart fan too. But what's with the obsession with Bret, man? I mean, what's going on there? Is this like when uh, when like a young person comes up to you and asks you, hey, have you heard of this band? And it's like a band you've loved for 20 years. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry you were just born and just figured this out, right? Like you, <laughs> yeah. you just, <laughs> yeah, my, my, uh, my brother showed me like a, like a meme or whatever, or like something that somebody made. It was like a clip of um, Bret Hart versus One Two Three Kid from Raw, and and the the caption on the meme was like, "Man, I didn't know Young X Pac could go." <laughs> like, oh <laughs> you know, oh like That's the Johnny Come Latelys. You know, it's not their fault they weren't born in time to see it, but there's a lot of those guys, dude. I mean, yeah. seriously, I've had arguments with those type of fans, and I don't even bother anymore. Right? It was a few yeah. years ago when AEW was first starting up. They're trying to tell me a certain thing. Like, for example, I was arguing over people trying to tell me that the Bucks were signed to WWE when they never were, right? Mm -hmm. They were just doing jobber matches. You know what I mean? Just, you know, a right. couple of nights here and there. Yeah, sure, they made a few appearances, but they're trying to tell me they were signed. I'm like, they weren't signed yet. And then when they realized I was right and whatnot, they come back and tell me, oh, look, I've only been a fan for two, three years and whatnot. And then why the fuck? Yeah, like, why, why are you going so hard if you don't know what <laughs> right. you're talking? Well, that's that Jimmy. That is not uh, limited to wrestling. That is well, just this entire right. generation in general. That you will have more people than ever on on a 
it seems like on a daily basis, the number grows um, where people will confidently tell you something that they're wrong about. And they, they, they are so confidently wrong that it makes you question like, am I wrong? Like you, you seem pretty sure. Did I forget? Did I misremember this? Right. And then you go look it up and no, I was right all along. Of course <laughs> yeah. I was. You don't know anything. You're just some punk kid. You know, that's I mean, just a, that's a problem in not just wrestling, but in everything people are, you know, I have to explain to kids that Will Smith has had two separate rap careers, you know, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> like, he, like he they have no it. idea. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell them that Mark Wahlberg was a rapper. I basically have to tell everybody who was a rapper before. Pretty soon, people are going to be saying, what, John Cena was a wrestler? Like, yeah. they're, they're not even going to, you know, The Rock. No one knows who, all these kids that grow up on Dwayne Johnson movies have no idea. Oh, you know? man, that, like, and that's sad, dude. But it's funny you brought up about, you know, famous people that, are, that were former rappers. I'll tell you a great rapper, dude, that you probably wouldn't believe, but you probably know it because... Knowing you, you are the vet. You're a Rip Rogers guy, dude. I'm sure you'll know what I'm about to say. But Tom Green, have you heard him bust, dude? Yes, I, I, I believe so at some point, yes. He's a lot better than you think, man. I want to show you a clip off the air. Obviously, if I had it now, I'd so play it right now because okay. it's that good, dude. Exhibit was there too, and he, he didn't take him seriously, man. But they were busting together, freestyling. And I'm telling you, dude, he destroyed it. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, um... Oh, well, before I forget, Jimmy, because uh, just to tell you how much I listen to your, you guys' shows, like you guys do my favorite shows, you know? So when Thanks, you're saying I'm your favorite, when you say your favorite, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, obviously you're talking about me. I'm everyone's favorite <laughs> podcaster and you right. guys are my favorite podcast. So it's obviously, it's you know. It's meant to be, dude. And it's funny yeah. because everybody like uh, amongst us, like at the PWC, for example, everyone says that you're their favorite you and jago every time right wow and um yeah no no shit that's a true story i mean jeff Littman, who's also part of the pwc he's been on uh uncaged quite a few times actually oh yes uh, i'm i'm quite familiar and i listened to your guys's uh what what was it what did you call it when you when you did the wwe problems that oh, they have the the outside interference show outside interference that's right, right. Yeah, yeah i listened yeah. to that i know joe i know Liverman. i know Liverman. um well man put it this way he's like introduce me to him i go <laughs> just send him an email if jeff is watching right now there you go i threw you under the bus dude but yeah, yeah he he would love to do a show with you man he's trying to tell me to hook hook him up with all the boys at hmg and i'm like all right man whenever i got time i'll do it you know so Certainly. there you go <laughs> there it is it's but, out there now it's out there. right uh but and, what i was gonna say what i was gonna say jimmy is because you're talking about guys that were and weren't signed to the wwe right. um you forgot that trent was in oh, the no, wwe i remember i remember you, no you because well. you, you said you said you one of the shows you were like what? were they was he in wwe or i don't think he was or somebody was arguing about no, it. that wasn't me dude i said was he it? was in wwe from 15 years ago oh no yeah. my computer like wants to restart suddenly hell no but yeah sorry la, it wasn't me. yeah the dude busters I, who forgot about the dude busters i guarantee you it wasn't me and i remember he was in wwe say 15 years ago he had a bit of a name that he was up and coming and could be a breakout star he really did when you really think back to it uh, like a lot of people knew even amongst the internet back then who Trent Beretta was before he even went to Japan and best friends and Chuck Taylor and, and all that you know what I mean Rapungi Vice but yeah at one stage he was like a prospect but 
Look, I don't mind him, right? But the thing is, he's trying to play too serious, man. Like, and it's not him. Like, that's just not him. He's he's talented in the ring, sure. But who, who who's Trent, dude? Like, what is he? Like, who, who was who was he ever? Well, he's right. just a guy that shows up and has matches, but he's never really had like a character that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And not everybody needs to. Some guys can just be the wrestler, but I don't know. We'll talk about him later, obviously, because he's in the main event of this. Um, but yeah, uh, dude. Well, I just want to before we get into Rampage, actually, right? Um, mm-hmm. I want to I wanted to ask you about the WWE releases, man. Okay. I mean, were you surprised with any with any of them that got released, like Dexter Loomis? I mean, are you a fan of Dexter Loomis, dude? No, never, uh, I, never have been. Neither have I. I. I can't stand him personally, man. I don't get this weird, perverted, Terminator esque. I'm gonna rape you type of guy, like crazy. I, I, like I, I don't know, man. It's a bit too whack for me. Well, it's but, like it's like a it's like a guy's it's like a guy's idea of a serial killer that's never right. seen serial killers, but just had them explained to him in a comedic fashion by like somebody, you know, like, like, like if someone said, man, I was watching this documentary about this guy and he was, he did this stuff. And, and the guy's like, Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and then decided to create a character on it. Um, I, nothing against the guy. Um, and not even anything against the thing that he did, but I'm just, I'm here's my philosophy in general and and this like applies to the entire you know professional wrestling landscape the question is why are you a wrestler right clearly what do we know about dexter loomis is he's he's some sort of a psychopath he he, he's mute and he and he paints um so what about this guy needs to get in a ring and have wrestling matches (laughs) Like this kind of stuff doesn't, these characters, these creepy characters, the Bray Wyatt's, all this stuff, it doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me because it's like, why would you be a wrestler? Um, And I don't have an answer for that. I mean, he was better as Sam Shaw, but he was kind of the same gimmick. Really? He was. He was exactly the same gimmick. And sure, maybe in Impact Wrestling, he was a little bit more off the leash, if you know what I'm saying. And actually, you can go back to like 2010, I remember. When you know when aces and zero point eight—that's what I used to call them because <laughs> they were pretty much the tanking big. Yeah, once <laughs> aces, you know, those idiots were on there. I mean, they were just tanking, man. But um, yeah, like he was around from back then, if people remember it. But then that Samuel Shaw character, whatever he was, that's his real name, I think. Even that's where this Dexter Loomis sort of character started in Impact Wrestling. And sure, it was a lot more watered down in NXT. But still, I just don't like... He's too creepy, like you said. Personally, I disagree with you about Bray Wyatt. I think The Fiend was overkill. Like, when you really think about it, like, the mask, it looks ridiculous. Like, it really does look ridiculous, especially I was just going back on it recently, and I just was looking at it from a different light, and I just felt... It's so, like, corny, man. It doesn't it's really very work. Corny. Yeah, it just doesn't and Bray work. Bray Wyatt... Well, the idea of Bray Wyatt, though, if you look, what I'm saying is, like, this is my point the character of Bray Wyatt, if you listen to what he's saying in his promos and his things, right? He's basically saying he's Satan. 
Like he's he the did. embodiment of Satan. Right. Like he, without coming out and saying I'm Satan, he <laughs> makes all these allusions to it as like fallen fallen angel. Like Absolutely. you know, I, I've yeah. been known by many names. You know, basically re reciting Rolling Stones lyrics and shit like that. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, why would Satan want to be a pro wrestler? Explain <laughs> that to me. Like, what do you? How do you take? How do you take over mankind by holding guys' shoulders to the mat? I don't get it. I don't get it. You have to be. Oh boy. You have to have a reason why you're competing in a sport. You know what I mean? For it to make sense to me. Right. And no, you're right. It's a thing. It's like this is where people are people are tuning out in droves at the same time. Um, other people are jumping on as fans, and they're like these kind of people that you're talking about, like the AEW fans or the new fans or things like that. Wrestling to them has always been a joke. It's always been like just comical like we laugh at it we like it ironically like we right, don't really right, right. like it it's not really good it's funny and these guys perform acrobatic tricks so it's entertaining but like they've never had to um they've never had to try to make a living at this and and you know what i mean it's like absolutely so so they don't look at it the same as something they have to protect they just look at it as something to like amuse them uh, you know they don't have a personal stake in it other than watching it sometimes and maybe even going and buying a ticket and seeing it live but that's the extent of their involvement with it so when they see stupid shit like the hardy's like uh broken universe or the bray wyatt family or any of the stupid impossible shit that with special <laughs> effects like decay teleporting all over the place and just <laughs> they see that stuff and it's like oh yeah that's funny and then for people Whoa. that for people that that took it that took this seriously like we were trying to make people believe that we were actually fighting right it, it's it's I mean, a complete insult so dexter loomis kind of falls into that category not as bad as some of those examples but i'm not surprised to to see him let go because i don't I. think they ever really had a full plan for what they could do um so they kind of just let him try some things in NXT for a while. And then eventually anybody that was behind him has probably been released by now. So he didn't have any advocates left and it was time for him to go too. who else was a major. Well, I was just going to mention the one that sort of surprised me was the next big thing, apparently 2.0. And I'm talking about Brock Lesnar and I'm mm -hmm. also referring to Parker Bordeaux, mm -hmm. which is um, ironic because he kind of looks like Brock Lesnar. But yeah. um, yeah, like some Aryan like, Superman, and in, in that way, yeah, just what, a real young version, man. I mean, I can see it, but uh, for a guy yeah. like that to get released, something must have happened. Like there must be something that they found out about him, or something that he did, because you would not just look. They signed him. They signed a big white boy. They knew what they were doing when they signed him. They they knew what they what they saw in him. So if he was to abruptly get released after such a short time. That must mean that there's some some dirt that we don't know, or maybe we do know. But uh, I that's there has to be a reason for him to get released. Well, it really surprised me because he was, excuse me, he was actually getting a lot of hype. He goes by by Harland in NXT, which I, oh, I don't know why. Believe me, him. I know, brother. I know what he yeah. goes by. Jesus. Right, but um, well, for anyone that doesn't know who Parker Bordeaux is, but even that character alone is just stupid for someone like him, in my in my opinion. But the ones that really shocked me, I had a feeling like back to Dexter, I knew he was going to get released sh soon. Like I just, 
I didn't see nothing in him really. But Dakota Kai was kind of surprising for me. But I'm hearing that she pretty much asked for a release and she knew she was going to get released anyway. She wasn't going to re-sign. And I guess um, Malcolm Bivens was the other shocker. But he's mm-hmm. another one, though, that actually apparently asked for his release. Hmm. Interesting uh, timing on asking for their release. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, man. I, I can't look. I'm not. I'm not saying it's 100 percent fact, but that's what the dirt sheets are saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, Dakota Kai has been there quite a while, and she's tried she various been, various right. things, almost none of which I agreed with. You know, I think that as the plucky, the plucky like underdog, you know, that kind of fit her character. And she had her little team kick thing or whatever, which is marketable. It doesn't matter if I think it's cool or not, but I can see like, you know, kids, young girls getting behind it. Like this could be their favorite wrestler or something like that. They they kind of root for her. And then, you know, and when she was doing the thing with the, with Shayna, where Shayna was picking on her, you know, which is funny because if anybody that knows that like their real life relationship, um, but, uh, but yeah, so like that was probably like peak Dakota Kai. And then as soon as they turned her heel, it was just kind of a thing where it's like, okay, well, why would this person be a heel? The the turn didn't make sense. And she's just kind of been floundering ever since. And um, so, yeah. Um, no. Did I disappear then? Did we uh, it froze out? up for a second. Uh, okay, right. Because you, for me, it, it totally blacked out. That was weird, man. So I Did didn't you hear, hear what I was saying? I didn't hear nothing at oh. all. So I don't know if, if our listeners or our viewers okay. were actually like well, heard it, but I, I didn't for whatever reason. I was, I was just saying, you know, I liked her in the underdog role. They did the thing with Shayna Baszler, and which was funny because of their relationship. And then, right. and then when they turned her heel, that's when things stopped being good and stopped making sense for her. Because she's not the heel character. And no. especially the stuff that she's been doing lately where she's like hearing voices and talking to herself and things like that that just was really bad so i no. I, I think they i think it, it's it's a case of when i tell when i talk about this with ray um on next level i i say she like when you right. see when you see these women they they get released you know like that um even if they're like decent in the ring like dakota is um it's probably because the people in charge are looking at them like well i wouldn't fuck her so <laughs> see well, ya you know <laughs> you wanted me to say i was gonna say something i better not <laughs> <laughs> but just just in case i get some heat for that one but you're right man i mean just be honest right i mean and what and, and and well how much and but by that token like how much longer do certain people have like how much longer does shana have like shana is is on thin ice you know what i mean so it's like so? well we just released your girlfriend so right. might as well release you too because we ain't gonna do nothing with you you know what oh, I mean? That's like, such a waste of talent too. See, and with Dakota Kai, she reminds me of someone that could be a like Bailey was originally. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the hugger type, but not hugging. But you know, something along those lines. I think Dakota Kai would be perfect for right. But then they turned her heel for no reason. For no reason, like she's not she's not even a heel. Like as a person, like I know not everybody can actually play the heel, even though it should be the easiest thing, according to a lot of professional wrestlers. It should be, but the, the, the thing about WWE is they turn people heel when they realize that they have no way to get them over and get the fans to cheer for them. 
that see to even that doesn't make sense to me what i can't wrap my head around vet is seriously like how does a company like wwe go from what they were capable of doing in terms of booking in terms of storylines and stuff like that they let's be honest i mean a lot of it was crap even back in the attitude era i think not everything was perfect sure but they just about hit everything out of the park during the 80s in my opinion the late 80s especially and going on to the attitude era and now that it's like they've forgotten how to actually book professional wrestling i don't understand that's what i can't wrap my head around but in saying that when when wb is good when they do things right to me it makes AEW look second rate because i don't think with AEW they're more they're consistently good in terms of their product usually compared to wwe but in my opinion other than AEW pay-per-views they're never great when wb does great in my opinion, no one does it better right now in professional wrestling. You know what I mean? Well, they're doing that less and less. So, well, that's the problem, and that's what I can't wrap my head around. Like, how do they like? Don't they want to make money? Which they are, obviously. Shit, they're making more money than ever before. But like, isn't the goal to turn people into superstars? I mean, I don't get why WWE would choose to absolutely destroy an invest like an investment. Especially if they got heat, that will literally make them look like idiots. Like, funny enough, dude, I was watching uh, a lot of the, you know, the Kiss My Ass Club with Vince, right? Do you know who Wang is by any chance? Who? Wang. Wang? Yeah, he's no. got a YouTube channel. He's a big wrestling guy, but he doesn't just do wrestling. He does all sorts of shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. And apparently, I didn't know this. I don't know if you do, but there used to be a, <laughs> this is crazy. Music Man's ass was a was a show <laughs> at one point, and his ass literally like was doing weights. It'd be talking, <laughs> it'd be doing everything. It, it's just weird, man. Like <laughs> my point is, they go from all that shit to like now, and it's just I, I know like in today's climate, you you can't really get away with anything anymore. Let's be real, right? I mean, can you push the limit in professional wrestling, like? I guess they used to be able to. Is that even possible in today's day of day and age, uh, vet? Hundred percent. It's it's, so? it's it's extremely possible. But at the same time, what does the envelope pushing really mean? Like, did anybody care about the Attitude Era just because you had a couple of hot blondes and a guy and a, and like a guy with middle fingers? Or was it just the fact that there were certain people that had that it factor that were you couldn't miss that you wanted to watch, you know, there is, was, is it, dude, if, if a, you didn't have case. stone cold and the rock back then, would would we have put up with the Val Venuses and the Godfathers? Like, would that have been enough to carry a company? No, hell no, no way. Like, no, what? Like, no main no event way. porn stars. No, no main <laughs> event pimps. That's not good enough. You don't think Bill, like Billy and road dog would have been good enough to carry oh, the company, God. like coming oh, out yeah. doing the same right. promo over and over again. You don't think that would have drawn the money. You don't think so? So, so my, my oh, you didn't know? Yeah, I did. Oh, I mean, we better God. call somebody. Um, <laughs> better. I mean, shit. They better. I mean, yeah. What I was going to no. say quickly was yeah, there's only one of those type of characters that actually probably got over to main event status, depending who you ask, and that's probably Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, but even he was just look. This was just well, a wrestler. 
Like uh, going back to my earlier point, I'm a wrestler, ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, I'm a ladies man, but you know, I'm my job is to be a pro wrestler. And then if you're not careful, I'll steal your wife. You know, that's (laughs) still you know, which happens in wrestling. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) just ask certain certain people that are on this show, perhaps. Um, But excuse me. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, but so, so that's, you know, but, but the thing is like, you, when you look at what makes money now, is any of it, what we would consider envelope pushing when you look at like Marvel movies and stuff, is that, are those movies, are those movies, do they push the envelope? Are those something that the whole family can enjoy? Nah, nah, they're too political now, dude. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about now. Don't, don't, don't look at the politics of the company. I'm talking about look at the films that were made. Like, if are you gonna, you say you don't like Avengers Endgame? Good movie, right? Do you want me to be honest? And I'll probably get hate for this. I'm I'm gonna be straight out. I was never into any of the like superhero movies, even though most professional wrestling fans generally, like, if they're into wrestling, yeah, there's like a crossover, right? For whatever reason, man, me growing up, I could never get into that stuff for, for some reason. That's how obsessed I was probably with wrestling, dude. I mean, I used okay. to well, even breathe wrestling when I was young, man. Like, well, I, would, what, I would record everything, like everything. I, I get it. Is. I get it. I totally get it. And But here's the thing. What, what people will find out, what people like yourself can find out is that what you were trying to get out of wrestling, everybody else has been doing it better. Right. for years well, it's, true. it's true especially it's true. now so like when you when you tell me you've got a movie that's got a long-term story with a lot of colorful <laughs> characters that are exciting and a lot of action and it makes the most money of any movie ever does that mean that you just have to flash titties and bleed and everything just to make to, to make money and get ratings no it means if you have a good story with the good characters that still can be family friendly. You don't have to be ashamed to show your kids or your friends that don't, you know what I mean? Like you may not have grown up liking comic books, but if you watch the Marvel movies, they're legit movies still. They just happen to be about, yeah. And they just happen to be about ridiculous stories, but the movies themselves are well-made and legit. Or if you want to take another route, if you look at like the other, some other stuff that uh, Disney has done, like with Pixar and things, movies like Toy Story and oh, those other definitely. things, like those make tons of money. The parents like them. The kids love them. Right. Wrestling can be like that too. You don't need swearing, blood, right. titties. You don't need all that stuff just to be good. It, it's everything is the heart of good storytelling, which Chris Ans will tell you hundred percent of the time so you can st- you can still push the envelope um you just have to be willing to do it um well, yeah for sure. but but pushing the envelope in and of itself is not working because don't you think that tony and AEW are trying to push that envelope and are their ratings either declining or just plateauing they're definitely plateauing like and they even declined anyway this week i mean right they 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 went lower, but not by much, but they've definitely plateaued. And I think that's a worrying sign for AEW, in my opinion, because once Discovery comes in and fully takes over all the t- all the Turner networks, and once their contract comes up and ready for renewal, I mean, you got to look at the bigger picture, right? You look at a company like AEW, you look at Dynamite, and you say, now say I'm one of the Discovery 
you know, mm-hmm. guys, right? I'll be like, okay, so what's the show? It's on 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night, prime time. It must be getting numbers, right? And which it does for the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, right? But they're going to be asking, is it growing? What's the, the you know, the running show before that? Is it doing much better numbers and then it drops off? If that's the case, I don't know what show was on before Dynamite, but if if that show is getting way more numbers and Dynamite is sitting at 900,000, sure, it could be the third, fourth on the network, most watched show of the night, whatever, even number one a lot of the times. But AEW is definitely plateaued. And I think if they're, if they're not careful, and especially TK, if he keeps acting the way he's acting, doesn't take responsibilities, blames other people. Clearly, he was he was blaming Jerry Lynn last week or the week before for Sandam Singh with the lights out fucking thing, right? I'm telling you, man, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be so turned off AEW and it's going to bite him in the butt, man. He needs to learn how to just shut up and not talk to the media as much as he does, man, because he's on every single podcast out there trying to explain himself all the time which makes him look even worse. Well, again, nobody's hearing that but us. The, right. the, the average, the, uh, you know, the average fan is not listening to what Tony Khan does. But here's a couple of good points for AEW here in this situation that they find themselves in now. Number one, um, any company, no matter who they are, uh, they they know that live content is a premium thing. Absolutely because and original programming too right and that's that's where aw is a little bit more safe because they're not even though everybody talks about wrestling being scripted but technically that still falls under live sports category absolutely thank you i totally agree with you man a lot i know of some say, other people don't get that because they yeah, think man, oh well wrestling's not, not real so it's not it no 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 nuts, but dude. But that means that's money that's not coming out of TNT's pocket to produce. If Turner, if, if, if Warner Brothers, whatever, everybody, like if they want to do an episode of Snowpiercer that week, that's like the budget of a, a modest independent film every right. single week. You know, you're talking several million dollars to produce a movie quality hour of television. And yeah, no that comes out of their pocket. If Tony Khan has to bankroll this whole thing out of his own wallet, he can do that, and it won't cost Warner Discovery whatever a dime. He'll say, I'll, I'll pay for the whole thing. I'll pay for the whole thing. Just give me the time slot. And then they'll be like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, in that prime time slot, you're going to want something good. I know that the reruns of The Big Bang Theory get better ratings, but you can't you can't make that your prime time focus. You know, oh, no, no you have syndicated shows leading up to it, and then you get your primetime stuff. So as long as they have stuff like basketball, hockey, and even AEW, that's content that nobody else has. So if you want to watch it, you gotta go there. If they Absolutely. put on reruns of if they put on reruns of Friends or something like that at eight o'clock on Wednesdays, guess what? You can get that on Netflix, and maybe they're not watching TNT. You can get that <laughs> or TBS. You know what I mean? If you you can get those things somewhere else. That's why people that just say stuff like that out of out of hand that they, they don't really know what they're talking about another thing is um uh what was my other point i lost my train of thought but i had a second point to go along with the whole uh the whole AEW and the and the the merger thing happening 
Um, but oh well, could it be something that I said about um about their numbers, like being under one oh, million? Oh, oh 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 yeah yeah okay. So um, when you're looking at like the ratings and things, right? Um, this is the point that no one really talks about. When you're looking at ratings, you're talking about cable and satellite TV ratings, like what's recorded by whatever devices they're recording it with, right? Right. But who in 2022 still has cable and satellite? True. Everything's old, done by old the people HBO. have it. Old right. people, Jimmy. People that people that are our age and up. You know, yeah. there ain't no kids that are struggling to try to go to school and college and, 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 you know, get a job and live on their own. It can't be affording no $200 cable bill to watch their favorite wrestling. They're just going to watch that shit on the internet and steal it. So the fan base is way bigger than just 900,000 to a million people. Oh, 100%. But, but when you look at, when you look at the top rated cable programming, that's up against it. Every single thing in the top 20 cable programs is news. It's news. It's really? Fox news. It's CNN. Look at wow. it sometime. I know these wrestling fans don't like to, to read, but if you do something besides read your own Twitter feed, like look at those, look at those cable ratings and the stuff that AEW is up against on a Wednesday night. It's all those cable news channels. And that's because you've got exciting news stuff going on. Hey, there's a war going on, Jimmy. Don't know yeah, if you heard about yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, um, or what about a what about a trial of Johnny Depp? Or oh you know, my God, like dude. there's that's always way too much play. Yeah. So well, you know, you got that's what those news channels want. They want people talking about it. They want to have a panel of people talking about, you know, how how bad of a person Will Smith is for slapping somebody at the Oscars. They they, they have that shit. And old people watch the news. Kids don't True. watch the news. They get their news from memes. They don't watch yeah, the news. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like the the AEW fan base, primarily people in probably in the 18 to 34, but are those the people that have cable subscriptions? Are they coming out of pocket to pay for cable? Right. So they're right. not really representative of that audience. So when you're looking at when you're looking at the uh the cable ratings declining and they decline from Monday Night Raw too. Don't and, oh, and don't absolutely. act like they don't. And no. Smack and SmackDown only gets the ratings it does because it's on free network TV. And even those ratings are going down because that Dude. show is a fucking toilet. So basically all wrestling is fading because the people are that are providing the ratings that were shown are old people who are still watching out of habit because they used to watch with their mom and their grandma and their dad and their granddad and all this stuff. And they, they keep letting wrestling, they keep giving wrestling a chance, you well, know, yeah, and I'm they, they keep too. getting disappointed. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, so one of the ways that you have to appeal to the people that are still watching on cable and giving those ratings, you have to provide something that's not some childish shit that they're not going to understand. You know, oh, you have to strong. go back to being a little bit more classic and maybe a little exactly. more sports-like right. presentation like what we were right. promised exactly. in the beginning well, so yeah. what happened to that i mean well, you're spot on though dude why can't it be i know we all get it we understand it's predetermined we get it right but why can't it be presented as a competitive sport i mean in many ways when you look at the presentation of professional wrestling it looks like a legit sport right i mean think about it just the way mm -hmm. it looks it's live you know there's a live audience it's live right there like it looks like a sport to me right sure people can argue it they'll say it's not a sport sure well then what the fuck is it is it yeah yeah you know, 
know what I mean? We're, pre- like, we're pretending it is. Yeah. Like, and and AEW, AEW doesn't do a bad job at some of that. Well, then, but the, then there's, the, the there's, but there's, teams, dude. there's other things that undermine it, right? Like, for example, on this low rated dynamite that we just, we just got, you actually had and promoted, you billboarded a segment where you had two groups of guys sit down. Like that's your, you're promoting that. What, what would you do? That's like, what are you talking about? That'd be like, that'd be like taking the two NBA teams. Like I know we got the playoffs going on, but these two teams, they're going to sit down and have a face to face. Like no one wants to see that shit. Play the game. Right. right. Well, look at Ben Simmons, right? He's getting all the attention. (laughs) Well, he wants to sit down, but everybody else like idiot, dude, I'm so embarrassed (laughs) to call him. Not only is he from the same hometown that I'm from in Melbourne, Australia, but the fact that he's also Australian and he's just such a waste of talent, dude. I mean, he's just lost. I don't get that guy, but whatever it's the show's not about Ben Simmons, obviously. But the point is, you're right, dude. Even when it comes to cable, you, would you believe this? I've never shared this on the air on any show, but you're going to laugh, man. Back in the days of the Monday Night Wars and stuff like that, for me to watch WCW and WWE at the time, I had to get two separate cable providers. So one cable provider would have, yeah, one cable provider would have the rights to, to WWF, right? So that's where your Raws was on mm. SmackDown later on. And the other one would be exclusive to WCW. Like, so Thunder, Nitro, Saturday Night, whatever, worldwide, everything would be there. And even the pay-per-views at one stage was separate. So you need one to watch WCW pay-per-views and the other to watch WWF, right? Eventually, that became sort of one. But my point is, man, I used to pay for both. That's how, like, crazy I was, dude. Yeah. I would be, like, hanging out with my friends, man, for example, Right. But when Raw was starting, I'm like, see you later. I'm I'm going, man. I'm going. Hey, you can come with me, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll see you right after Raw or Nitro, whatever I was watching at the time. And that's how like into it I was to the point where I was paying for two cable subscriptions, dude. Right. Just so I can watch WCW and WWE. And what and what did you get with that? You got the NWO coming in, Absolutely. throwing people into trailers. You got hey, Stone man. Cold Steve Austin putting cement in Corvettes. You you know, like you got something for that. What would somebody that goes out of their way to watch wrestling now get will they get a, a art like a commitment ceremony between tozawa and uh, tamina oh and uh oh. and uh uh what's the other ones uh dana brooke and reggie you think dana brooke and reggie are bringing in those those guys that that miss the attitude era you think oh, they're man. drawing those numbers that smells Pritchard and and vince totally man i mean that's what that who is. are still there in the attitude era to your point right. earlier and Dude. so to answer your question, which I never answered from way back then, you got one guy in charge. He's slowly losing his mind. We're not sure he ever had a mind to begin with, but maybe he listened to other people around him more than he does now. And this is the product that we get. That's the reason why they can't do it anymore. It's because of him. And we all know that. Uh, but No, you're right. I mean, it's sad though, dude, but... It is what it is, man. I mean, you're, you're spot on. And I like how we've had this conversation and we haven't even touched on Rampage yet, funny enough, which we will right now, actually. Actually, let's get into Rampage before. Let's get into it. Before, because we've been talking nearly an hour. And we well, actually the, the, the good news it. is, Jimmy, there's not a lot of detail to go into about Rampage. Right. That's why I let it slide, man. Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, dude, like, especially the real bad Rampages, 
we struggled to do an hour, man. It's like, fuck. Like, what, what, what is there really to say? You know what right. I mean? Like, really? Other than, like, that sucked. That sucked. But mm-hmm. I did feel tonight, well, last night's show was actually pretty good. Like, like I said, I'm comparing it to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Compared to Dynamite, Dynamite sucked to me big time. And that's another thing. I, I wish we did do the skirmish at the time because I still want to know your actual thoughts on Dynamite as a whole. But okay. onto Rampage, though. I thought it sucked. The end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what else is there to say? Like you said, there's nothing else to say. It was just a bad show from top to bottom. It was crazy. like it really was like two rampages, and this rampage. Now, now, Jimmy, what about this rampage? Did you feel was different? Because there was something That's different. The pacing, man. The the pacing of it. I mean, when mm-hmm. you say different, this is what I love about you, vet, and this is why you're the vet. I know this is probably an obvious answer right right now, right? And I'm trying to think when you say different. I mean, uh, to me, it was just, it was, it was different for me in the sense that everyone you didn't see on Dynamo was practically on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was loaded up. And also even be, even besides the good, the good, uh, card that we kind of got here. Um, if you noticed they were like really snappy going in and out of stuff, like the, none of the segments lasted too long. They moved, they, they, they stuck stuff in between. They actually followed up on matches by interviewing right. the people after yeah. the matches, which they right. never do. They almost Ooh. never do that. It's like, why wouldn't you want to hear somebody's comments? Do they not ask uh, athletes after the games what they think about it? So yeah. to, right. to see some of that, like, but, but it, everything was just like, boom, boom, boom. Don't waste too much time on it. Let's go. Short attention span theater. Here we go. Move on. We got a lot of stuff to do. And that's kind of how television should be. Because if you're going to put on a fucking four-hour pay-per-view and let everybody take their sweet time, that means that you got to get through it on the TV show. And I felt like this Rampage, you know, whatever the content was, they they sped through it. So if anything was good, it left you wanting more. And anything was bad, it didn't stick around too long. It's true. And and like you said, for, for once, they actually were tying in the storylines. Like, for example, I was surprised that Santana came out and attacked Jericho. I was like, wow, they actually... Right. They're actually doing a continuation right so that surprised me because they don't usually do that and there was a lot of things that actually progressed do you think it was it was done out of panic though it felt like it, they were scrambling almost a little bit you know what i'm saying mm, but not panic scrambling doesn't, panic sense. doesn't usually produce good results so That's maybe the, maybe it's just kind of taking a look at it and seeing um what has been working and what hasn't and maybe taking in a little bit of feedback even if jerry lynn had bad ideas maybe he had good ideas this time i don't know (laughs) can't can't that's all speculation we don't know so um but yeah so what what do we open up with here well hey we open up with uh whose house vet i guess it's swerve's house against darby allen apparently these two go way back they're both from the northwest of the of the of the u.s on the west coast and uh Man, like Swerve looks looks so much bigger compared to to Darby Allen, first of all. But which is funny because Swerve is not even really a big guy, he's just real lanky, kind of tall, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was a good match, right? It was it was cool, but where are we going here? It was really nothing. We're not gonna go anywhere with these two, surely, or are they gonna be teaming up together? Well, this this right here was a qualifier, right? So 
for the Owen Hart. It was just uh, it was just an excuse to have a to you know sometimes um, I imagine that AEW is the kind of place where guys can maybe go up and say, "Hey, I'd like to work with so and so if you've got a way to make that happen." And then oh, Tony man. can be like, "Oh yeah. yeah, well I can have a qualifier. The, I can use you for one of the Owen Hart qualifiers, and then you guys can have a match there." See, like that's one of the mistakes I think they made going back to the Dynamite of having Cash and Dax have a qualifying oh. match. Why not have them both qualify and get a little bit further, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, these guys are going to meet up. I didn't see that coming. Instead, you blow right, it right off the right. top. So kind of lame like that but that's with what they this, do Vin, all the time. That, that is that is what they do um but that's what i'm saying maybe don't do that i mean we've got to put it out there he'll never get it if people don't teach him now normally tony khan's philosophy is i'm gonna make a mistake jim Cornette's gonna call me out on it i'm gonna yeah. wait three four months and then do what he says so it doesn't look like i just listened to his podcast and did exactly what he said <laughs> the he next leases- week he, he does. He 100% does because you will see things that Jim has specifically pointed out that, but they get addressed way down the line because you know how it is. Like you don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to feel like you're just doing what you're told. So, you know, you, you make the adjustments later or put it in the back pocket. So but is that the problem though? Maybe with AEW and TK in particular though, vet, maybe are they listening too much to what the, you know, the IWC are talking about and all the media, the wrestling media, your mouth is, your Cornets, your Russos and whatnot. I mean, do you think that's the problem? Maybe they should just block all that out and just do their thing, take it easy and see where it takes them. Um, If he could be that kind of a guy to block everything out, I don't think we'd be talking about an AEW today. Really? He's that he, because he's, he obviously he's that obsessed that he just can't tear himself away from reading all that stuff, which put him on the road to starting his own wrestling company so i mean he's a good thing too in many ways as well because he's got that fire to prove everybody wrong i mean he's not the type of guy to i I imagine tk wouldn't be like a vince where he'd buy the company and just crush it you know it's all about ego with him like i beat the competition yeah you know what i'm saying yeah whereas tk i think respects professional wrestling enough and i'm talking about the art form of professional wrestling where for example, I don't think he'd let Ring of Honor rot. Like, I truly think he's trying to work out a deal, sure. obviously, to get Ring Ring of Honor on television or on a streaming platform, whatever, right? I truly think he's got that much respect for wrestling to do that type of stuff and not be like Vince McMahon basically is, right? But in saying that, surely, like, there's got to be a time where I don't know how much money he's he's leaking, but... I don't know, man. Could it could it hurt his pot? Could it hurt his old man, good old Shad Khan? Mm, not really. This this, so? this kind of money is a is a drop in the bucket to them. They are making money back. It's just not maybe as much as they're spending. So it's not like they're just pouring millions of dollars and getting nothing out of it. They're right. still getting something out of it with their you know with their ticket sales and the pay per view buys and and the merch. You know who knows what kind of merch they're doing. Um, but you figure if, uh, if everybody buys a $25 t-shirt that watches the show, then that's uh, quite a good chunk of money right there. Right. So Absolutely. you never know. You never know with that. That's how they're different. Um, you mentioned how him and Vince are different, but how they're the same is they're both like, they're both like, uh, 
rich kids that have a toy box and they're playing with the toys and when they get bored with one toy they'll pick up a different one that's how they're the same and yeah. that's what's kind of hurting uh because we need consistency in order to get fans to continually tune in um as for the match with Darby and and Swerve it was fine whatever it, it's it's a couple of names maybe uh but uh again it didn't take too long um well, and we we got Darby a win which he Darby is a popular character but he gets beat a lot so he does but he does he it needs, to himself too though vid <laughs> that's fu- that's fine and it's believable that he would get beat but he does need to win sometimes and here was one of oh. them so well, look, the good thing about Darby Allen, what I appreciate about him and his size, the one thing he understands is he knows he's a smaller guy, but he's also learned to use his body like a weapon, like where it's believable mm-hmm. that he can beat bigger guys, right? I mean, mm-hmm. look at his offense. It's all it's all just throwing his body at you. You know what I mean? Yes. So he's talented enough to know that's what he has to do to actually you know, have the perception that he can beat anybody which he kind of does and he is over let's be honest and when i say over i'm using that term lightly right 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 it's in today's terms and their audience terms (laughs) right that's all i'm referring it to as because really other than maybe roman brock lesnar say now i guess cody for the time being oh stop it i mean i know i know but you can't like people always people like to use the the grocery store argument like if you go in a grocery store and yell out you know Hey, look, uh, Darby Allen's here. No one's going to say anything. Well, guess what? If you go in a grocery store and say Roman Reigns is here, no one cares either. Like, wrestling's not hot right now. Sorry. Well, it's not hot. No, definitely not hot. It's not hot. hot, So, But to bring you up one point earlier, now that you mentioned about wrestling being hot or not, there is a huge viewership going on online, especially even illegally, man. A lot of people download it. You know what I mean? So there's ways to watch it. But anyway, back to Rampage. That match actually between Darby and um, Swerve, believe it or not, it went for about 10 and a half minutes, which felt a lot shorter to me. Yeah, but that's part of the uh, that's part of the pacing, like you say. You know, it was a it was a good 10. It, 10 minutes is about what it should have been. Right. You know, we got we got we get longer we, when if you remember pandemic AEW, we used to get women's six six person tag team matches oh, that lasted God. 14 15 minutes so oh fucking hated those times dude wrestling in it was no dark fans. times it was dark dude i hope we never get back to those times. it was AEW dark times <laughs> yeah, literally AEW I mean, dark elevation dark. times <laughs> oh so true man them in darkness i don't know man and and shapes we can't forget shapes. the shapes vet I mean, come on. <laughs> but anyway, after the match, we do get Ricky Starks sort of causing, uh, you know, the distraction or right before the match ends to swerve. And that's mm-hmm. how uh, Alan gets the win via the last supper for the pin. And uh, then we get a Sean Spears segment, Vet, where he's mm-hmm. excited to see Wardlow get taken out by the big guy next week. You know, and apparently... Who could that be? That, I don't know I what he means. Who does he mean? But a bing, but a boom, apparently. The oh. biggest guy in the room, apparently. I mean, it's got to be, right? I'll laugh if it's Enzo, though. <laughs> Can you imagine? Let's say seven feet tall and he comes in on stilts. Oh, my God. That was so, that's so Enzo, dude. I could so I could so picture him doing that and talking like a big shot at the same time. Honestly, I would pop more if, I, if we got Enzo, man. I don't sure. rate... Chris brought up an interesting point on the skirmish, man. He's like pretty much like an Andrew Test Martin in many ways, yeah. except... 
I don't think he really has much charisma, man. He has he has good charisma, but you think so? Yeah, but I mean, we haven't really gotten to see it because most of the time he's next to Enzo, which would make anybody look like <laughs> they don't have charisma, right? In fairness. <laughs> and, see, and that's the thing. Enzo's so underrated, man. Like yeah. a lot of people hate him, but I, I was actually a fan of his, man. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he's great. And they they were great. And they should have been they they should they sh- the WWE should have been printing money off of them to this day, but absolutely they, they're too petty and they let that get in the way of business. So um but uh yeah, I think I think uh what is he W Morrissey now is what he's gonna be called. Yeah. Um Morrissey, yeah. Anybody that's watches Impact has seen him recently. It looks like Impact pretty much done with him because I think they've run out of ideas to use him. Uh, so that could be a big reason why, or it's just a it's just a quick, uh, you know, just a yeah, a one off, a payday, and that's fine. I do love yeah, how well, everybody's kind of working together, right? That that is good. Yeah, that's cool. That's absolutely cool. No doubt about it, man. I mean, that's how wrestling should be in many ways, right? <laughs> if we're independent right. contractors, it is. Right, right. And that's so, the thing. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Because by rights, yeah. even the WWE workers, I mean, they should be able to do whatever the fuck they want legally. If they really wanted to, I'm sure that if they got a lawyer that could go past the loophole, because really, it's clear as day. The independent contractors, they should be able to do whatever they want, whatever they want, because they work for themselves. Sure. That's the definition of it. But, you know, the the other comparison that I, I hope to never make between Andrew Martin and good old W. Morrissey or whatever is that I don't know when's the last time you've seen Morrissey, but he is on so much gas right now. Oh, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, That his skin is looks like a pepperoni pizza. And no, man, no way. He, he he had better be careful with that before really? he ends up dead of a heart attack, just like oh, shit. Andrew Martin did. Right. Um, I know he's, he's looking good. He heels. looks good right now. He looks good, but just dial it back, okay? That's shit. a deadly. It's that deadly cocktail that kills so many wrestlers in the you know in in that certain era. Um, and I, I don't want him to be another one. So just, Absolutely you know, no, no. I mean, he's gone through a lot of shit with the Kamala breakup back then and all that. You know what I mean? He's obviously, you know, going through depression and whatnot. Not now, maybe, but, um, you know, at the time, but look, what's the point anyway, man, you bring him in, he's going to lose. It's just like Lance Archer, right? Yeah. I love Lance Archer, man. And sure. He still made Waldo look like a million bucks. Right. But he just keeps losing, man. Yeah, he's never won a match in three years. Yeah, like seriously, everybody dies. I mean, the way he's going, his his career is going to die if he stays in AEW. Oh, he's 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 been dead. He he was dead on arrival almost. Which is like crazy, like, dude. At no point, at no point was Lance Archer ever considered any sort of a legitimate uh, force in AEW. But he's, he should he's be, never man. beaten anybody of significance ever. No one has significance. Who? Like, absolutely no yeah. one. And he walks out there with some record that's like 45 and 12 or something like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> these were all on the internet. None of these wins happened on television. It's you it's know? nuts, dude. I, I don't get it how they do that shit. If you're over six foot two, that this is our this is what we've been saying over at the PWC for a good year and a half now. If you're six foot two and up, you're a jobber. 
You're jobbing to the fucking small dudes, man. I mean, AEW was consistently doing that at one point, man. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Oh yeah. I, well, you I mean, want to talk about you want to talk about Darby Allen? I hope nobody. I hope everybody's already forgotten this, but there was a time when he ran over Will Hobbs in like thirty seconds or something. Yeah, it's true, man. It's and Hobbs, man, he's another one. And that I, probably I, killed. That probably killed Darby Allen to do that because they probably told him to do that, and he probably would not have done that on his own. You think so? You know, he's smarter worker than that. So he is, and that's what impresses me about him, dude. He's actually a lot more switched on to the business than people actually give him credit for, man. And I think he's I mean, I can see him and Jeff Hardy though doing a program where they're gonna be together, you know. I mean, it makes I know it's it's cheesy, but it will happen, you know that. But uh speaking of cheesy, we get Chris Jericho. Naming himself Sports Entertainer of the Week for attacking Eddie Kingston, vet. I mean, I mean, he's, he's he says Sports Entertainer, dude. <laughs> hey, man, cool. <laughs> I, I I'm embarrassed for everything Chris Jericho's done in the past really? two years. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Please elaborate a little more, vet. I mean, why is well, that? Well, I'm trying to keep from derailing this show into 25 tangents, no. but. But, That's all right, man. I mean, do. I don't ha I don't really have to elaborate. If you've been watching what he's been doing from you know football field matches to mimosa matches to this bullshit the sports entertainment thing where you what take about the sing-along thing with mjf too that thing like <laughs> he's he said mjf's career back like two years oh definitely 100 agree with you man 100 um, but what's mjf gonna say obviously He's going to look at it as, well, what I can get out of this is just the experience of working with somebody like this, and I'm still going to do my own thing. Like, Chris Jericho's not going to teach MJF anything about being entertaining because he's already better than Jericho ever was at, like, half his age. But uh, Well, it's true. Facts, yeah, man. It is. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, but, <not> sorry. <laughs> yeah, not, not even a little bit sorry. Uh, I don't even know who I'm apologizing to. You know what? I rescind that apology. Give it back. I'm not sorry at all. Uh <laughs> Oh, but man, uh but yeah it's just so like and, and this you know like i was talking about with this we're gonna have a sit down with eddie kingston oh, and then and then eddie dude. kingston is trying to like inject some intensity into this and try to make us believe that at least he means something which no. you know but like chris pointed out you know he alluded to having killed people which is probably not the smartest thing oh fuck, i hate that dude but do you know what a hit is chris yeah yeah <laughs> you know which, what a hit is? right he could have stopped it there like we, we 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 get it we know what a hit means but then but then you so so but the point is regardless of what he said eddie was trying to be believable and Try then you look God. at chris jericho and he's just like he's got that face <laughs> like the cartoon like looney tunes face you know what i mean like are you even trying to help here? So, I don't that, know. That, that that promo was a mess, dude. Actually, that whole segment, in my opinion, well, there was clearly no direction. Either they didn't have any script. I don't think they even knew what the fuck they were going to say to each other, dude. Straight up. Yeah, I, I would I would release every single one of those guys, <laughs> including Jericho. Like, sorry, oh, you're not shit. worth the price tag. Um, well, uh, nobody's tuning in to watch Jericho, and I'm sure. If he goes on tour with Fozzie coming up pretty soon, they will see the ratings stay exactly the same. So, well, um, moving on from the ridiculousness of Jericho, we moved to Santana or two storm in the commentary booth and jump Jericho to lay him out. And let's be honest, did he really sell it? He didn't sell it. He didn't no, really no. sell shit. 
What was the whole point of that? Even though, yes, they progressed, but it just feels like tag right now, man. You I'm okay I mean? with this. I'm okay with this just because, like, well, if I'm supposed to believe that you would get in a ring and have a match with somebody for 20 minutes, then a couple of punches from the blind side would probably not put you out of action that you couldn't talk on the microphone anymore. So right. it's not like that unbelievable, but it would have been, but again, this is like one of those things where this happens, then immediately people rush to the scene to try to get Santana Ortiz off, but other people can basically, you know, almost get crucified in the middle of the ring and no nobody will come out to help so they need consistency on all that that point that's one of my that's one of my things that i've always talked about across all of them but i'm talking about wwe impact AEW, in nxt any of these shows if you're gonna have security out there at any point oh, for any God. reason Thanks. they gotta come out for everything they can't just come out for some things if you got a group of guys that's gonna lead wardlow to the ring <laughs> You got to have them come out and break up fights. You got to have them come out and break up backstage backstage altercations. You you got too many filmed crimes in pro wrestling, and security's <laughs> only there some of the time. The rest oh. of the time, they just let it happen. Can I just say, just quietly, I've got to say this: fuck the security guards, man. Remember NWA was fuck the, the police, right? Yeah. Or NWH. NWH say fuck the security oh, guards. Hey, they ain't a cop, but they they still try to act hard. Bro, yeah. no way. I knew. I knew. I think me and my it's funny, man, because my, my girl asked me, I swear to you, dude. She goes to me, Do you do you think the vet would know NWH? I go, I don't think anyone would know this movie, right? But if anyone would, it could be the vet. But I, I doubt it he knows it. But if anyone would, it'd be it'd be you. And you just popped me, dude. Like, haven't thinking, haven't dude, I heard you say on one of these more. podcasts, like, uh, you know, we're all one race on this planet or something? Like, I, well, I heard I, you yeah, say that yeah, use that I'm from the human being, bro. Yeah, I'm just Come a human on. being. Like, I could have sworn I heard you make that reference before, but yeah. Oh man, I love that movie because that movie is a lot deeper than people even realize. Man, it's it's not. Yeah, sure, you can take it for like all haha and shit, right? Right, but if you is. look at the bigger, deeper message, though, it's actually a lot more deeper than you think. If yeah. you look at it from that perspective, right? If if anybody is listening or watching doesn't know what we're talking about, it's it's called it's a movie called Fear of a Black Hat, which is a parody <laughs> film. It's basically like the rap version of This Is Spinal Tap. It, it, there's even some on. moments that are lifted straight from Spinal Tap. It's almost like a remake, like a hip hop remake Absolutely. of This Is Spinal Tap. But yeah, so like. And so, like, just from the title, instead of Fear of a Black Planet, it's Fear of a Black Hat. And it's NWH is, uh, well, I'm not going to say it, but instead of Attitude, it's Hats. And then them trying to explain, you know, back in the slave days, we were out in the sun beating down our heads and we didn't have any any hats on. Not even, a, not even a yarmulke. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're trying to say is we got some hats now, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. y'all hats. You know what I mean? Like, and so what really Jimmy was that. talking about is they had a song instead of fuck the police, they had a song called fuck the security guards. Well, and my point was, and this is why I had that track because it remind like when I was watching the Wardlow, um, Lance Archer match on dynamite straight away, the second Wardlow came out with all these security guards, he's in handcuffs. Like what the fuck dude, uh, uh, how are they legally right? Look, I, I get it. It's nothing. It's a small peeve, right? No, it's not a small thing. It's not. Well, you're right. I'm trying to right. I'm trying to I'm trying to be as fair as possible, right? Because some people are like, oh come on, man. 
Don't look at it that way, but I can't help it. Man. No, it's those, no, cuts. Jimmy, those people that say that are the reason wrestling's in the shitter because they Dude. accept this. You can't accept Dude. this and say, oh, oh, it's just wrestling. No, bro. It's not just wrestling. It's shitty. It's shitty. Before it's we even get to the handcuffs, the oh. idea that Wardlow is a, a an employee of MJF, yet he's having <laughs> matches for Tony Khan, and then all of a sudden now he's not allowed to, except he is. Like, uh, why? None of this made sense from the jump. None of, you know, MJF is like, they're just throwing lemons and chicken shit at him. And he's having to just <laughs> open up his own restaurant with all this. And he's doing his best. But eventually, it, it's going to bury him, I think. I, I really yeah, think he possible. can't stay it's bulletproof possible. forever. No way. And, that, and that's a testament to him at how great he is, right? Like you said, mm -hmm. he turns chicken shit into chicken salad. But if this shit keeps going... Shit, sure. It's no one, can, no one can, no one can do it forever. No, you can't, man. And I truly think, I don't know if you caught the interview that he did with Errol Hawani a few weeks ago. Did mm -hmm. you catch that, dude? No, but I've favorite? never, I've never seen him out of character. So I nah, assume he's one, sta he's still in was character. The only one. He was in character for a lot of the interview too, but there was times where he wasn't. Right? Are you I, sure? I'm telling you. There was very minimal parts where I'm telling you now he really wasn't. I felt right. Sure, but most of the times he was. Just watch it. I don't know okay. what your feedback. You got to see it for yourself. It's well, a even, great even without one. even without watching it, I can tell you because this was a topic of conversation that that whole thing about Tony Khan being upset about what he said on that interview that was a work. There's no oh, way. No. There's a hundred percent. There's no way that they didn't work that out beforehand and he knew everything that mjf would say on there or even if he didn't he expect him to because that's what mjf does you know what i mean right. like and and tony khan being upset is part of it the same way his parents hate him you know what i mean like he he's he's the only guy that's trying to protect the integrity of the wrestling business he never should have done that uh that musical thing but other than that he's he's been pretty good but um yeah it's so. true but like before we move on you popped me dude with the only a few of a black hat i knew it dude it's funny that made me laugh bro because no one no shit everyone i talk to really doesn't know the movie so the fact that you do that that is awesome man because that's what went through my mind with warlow fuck the security guards man <laughs> i mean seriously come they on a cop, but they still try to act hard <laughs> right Man, it's brilliant, man. Those songs, man, I love them, man. I've got the actual album from back then. But nice. uh, anyway, uh, let's move on, man. Like I said, I'm excited just for the fact that you knew that. We move on to Limitless Keith Lee versus <laughs> Colton Gunn. Yeah. This match, what can, what can we say, really, man? I mean, in the end. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Keith Lee is my favorite wrestler, and anything he does is perfect. <laughs> What, are you going to argue with that? Oh, well, don't get me started. Look, I'm a fan of Keith Lee for real, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, well, it was a typical Keith Lee match. Do you think, though, I actually got a feeling, dude, do they truly know what to do with Keith Lee anyway, dude? Because I, I know they say he's limitless, no. but me personally, he's pretty limited right now. I know what Just to saying. do with Keith Lee. <laughs> What's you have that? him come in and beat everybody. <laughs> well, and then take not? the belt. Just have it. Just have him knock out and knock Adam Page into the crowd, and then uh, <laughs> and then drag him back in and fucking hit the Big Bang catastrophe. Boom! New champion Keith Lee, and then you keep that belt on him and keep feeding him guys until you <laughs> until he gets too 
too tired to continue wrestling and, and wants to give up and then he can hand the belt over and then you can have a tournament <laughs> that's what you can do god damn it I i'm only i'm only that. partially kidding but if you think about it when you see a guy like him come right. on who's beating right. him nobody Dude. nobody right. so so why are you joking around with fucking adam cole adam page any other adams like the, we don't need any adams fight every small white guy in fucking pro wrestling with with wet hair coming into the main event picture <laughs> well you have a giant keith lee that this fucking has to beat up one of billy Gunn's kids like Ugh. who's actually bigger than everybody else in the main event picture <laughs> yeah. like the only guy bigger than billy Gunn and billy Gunn's kids is keith lee like yeah literally. just just come on like it's so easy he should have came into the wwe beat roman reigns been the champion till right till this day well until, until him and cross could fight over it but instead neither one of those guys is there and it's just like why is everybody blind why are they all blind i'm trying to like that's what i was asking you earlier like how have they got amnesia or something like dementia like what's going on like that's what i mean have they truly forgotten it's not that hard man like truly you just, all it takes is just think properly for a minute right and obviously do we really need that many cooks in the kitchen anyway like really sure well, it's good to bounce ideas the kitchen, right well yeah when it comes to wb in particular obviously the buck well even even AEW, there's only one cook claiming all the all the recipes well, right still well easy until I mean, until somebody does... drops something in the pot that right, he doesn't like exactly. and then it's their fault but <laughs> Exactly. But that's just, you know, whatever. Uh, the 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 thing is, when you when it's so obvious, I don't know. Maybe it's so obvious that's why they can't see it, because you you've had all these people that you don't want to just come in and say like, well, I know all you guys were here with me since the beginning, but since Keith Lee just showed up two weeks ago, he's the champ now. Like I know you can't do that, but well, you still have to. Saying that right? Yeah. No, no, no. But but you should be able to see the dollar signs and the marketability of a guy like that. You don't get a guy like Keith Lee only comes along. Um, once, once in a, in a lifetime, dude. Yeah. Once really? in a lifetime. I was, yeah. How, how, how can you let that go to waste? And most of his career's already passed him by. He's got more years yeah. behind him than he does. So you got to do something now. Um, I don't know, man, but every there's, there's, me, there's a few guys, uh, Jimmy, that, I will just stop everything because I can't, I, I watch all this wrestling. I intake it, but I can't like seriously pay attention to yeah, all of it's it. It's hard, dude. You're and right. And so, true, man. but there's, there's, there's a handful of people that when they come on the screen, it's like, okay, I'm putting the phone down, closing the laptop, <laughs> you know, putting the video game controller down, you know, stop scrolling the, the IGN newsfeed. Absolutely. I'm going <laughs> to pay attention. And it's like it, it, some of those people is like moose Okada. Oh, Becky, oh. the Briscoes, um, and fucking Keith Lee is one of those. I'm going to watch whatever he does. Um, oh, man, I'm with you on that, man. I mean, even the Briscoes, now they've made their appearance in Impact Wrestling. I guess they're staying over there. Oh, because... I'm so happy. Because I have really? to watch that shit. I have to watch oh, it. So oh, I'm just glad that I selfishly, when when guys yeah. like, dude, <laughs> I when I started watching Impact, there wasn't, you know, there was Moose and that's it. Now I get Moose, Briscoes, and Jay White. I'm blessed. Hey, I look, feel lucky right now. So I'll take it as long as I can get it. 
Impact's roster is pretty fucking decent, man, really. But what gets me and why I can't watch it is their production, man. I can't stand... It's... I hate to say it, but Dixie Carter's time, like, as the boss of TNA Impact Wrestling, whatever, she... You know, the production while she was the boss was much better than this shit. I mean... But the one thing they've always had an issue with is the mics under the ring, man. It's always mm. been too loud, in my opinion. I hate hearing wrestlers running and just hearing pom, 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 pom. Like, it it sort of just distracts me a lot. But Impact Wrestling, man, they truly are the cockroaches of professional wrestling. I don't think they'll ever die, dude. You just can't kill them, man. They will always be there, mm. which is good. I mean, I, I don't want them to die. Like, we need companies like Impact but like MLW is another one that I don't get. They seem to pay for great wrestlers, and WWE or AEW haven't been able to poach these guys. Like, oh man, you two. think Impact's production is bad? Yeah, see, and that again, I can't, wa- I can't watch that shit because of right. that reason. You know what I mean? I just can't, well, man. Well, look, the, the the problem with Impact and every company, every single company has this problem. Like, no matter how you try to fix the issues that you have, and when you address them people still are not showing up so what do we do what do we do right and that's what, i don't have the answer that's selfish? But... well that's why i'm asking you man I, I can't imagine because you you know you, you're a worker dude you were you were taught by one of the best in rip rogers man you know what i'm okay. saying so how do, i'm sure everybody talks to each other and, and what to do right I'm, I, at least I'd, I'd like to hope so or is everyone that selfish where everyone's worried about their spot still, like it's the 1980s and the 90s again, and no one wants to give proper advice to the young guys, like to it's slow a, down, for example. Don't it's take a little risk on television. It's a, it's a little bit of that, but this, that's the thing, Jimmy. Like telling a wrestler to slow down is not going to bring the ratings up a single point. It, it's, True. That's, that's not the things point. that the fans are looking for, but they're not. Th- it's just how would you know if it like impact when i started watching they had a lot of issues they've addressed some of those issues some of those issues have been directly stated by me i don't know who else they could have gotten it from but like stuff i've said on the show has manifested onto impact and i'm like you didn't do this for 10 years but all of a sudden i have a show now and you do it you can't tell me nobody's listening to that show so I'm not going to take credit for everything, but I see them addressing things and they're trying to bring people in and they're trying to fix little problems as they go, but their ratings aren't going up because how will anybody know that they're fixing things? How will anybody know to give them a chance? They have a bad taste in their mouth from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. They're still going to have a bad taste because to them, that's just, Oh, that's just TNA. I didn't like that. So they're never going to give it another chance. AEW is the same thing. Like it's a brand new company. Most people don't even know it exists. The the, the wrestling fans I yeah, talk to, true. they don't know it exists. But why don't they know? Because AEW is not. They can't really spend that much on advertising for awareness. You know. You're right. Um. The and so the answer is to your question: How does things get better? Whatever the WWE does, that's what everybody else is going to do. They're going to just copy what they see the WWE doing, and and if the wwe is tanking the product right now on purpose then it surprise me everybody now everybody's like well what do we do we we have to make it up tony khan has to make it up 
you know, uh, Scott Demore or Don Callis or whoever down there has to make shit up. They don't know anymore because they can't copy WWE because WWE's doing stuff that they've never done. They're being bad on right. purpose. So yeah, it's any conclusion you can come up with, man. right? But but when they start doing things, that's where people need to change. You will see that, like because people that come from there and go to other places like Impact and AEW, they bring that bullshit with them. When I listen to Tom <laughs> Phillips on commentary, you oh. know some of the, some of his shit is still like that that WWE mentality, the phrasing. You hear them say certain things, and and it's just bad habits that they pick up from that. Anyway, this is this is too much of a side tangent, but. Uh, what, no, what were you even talking about? Keith Lee? Keith Lee making the champion right now. That's it. Right. That's how we that's how we pivoted to all that. You brought up Moose, for example, mm-hmm. and and all that. So, yeah, but at the end of the day, Keith Lee should be fucking one of the biggest deals. And even AEW, in my opinion, are totally dropping the ball with him, man. I mean, let's be real. When he debuted in NXT, he looked much stronger than what, he's, what he is right now in AEW, man. So I'll, I'll give him this. They haven't ruined Keith Lee. No, no, no. They're just not doing anything really with him yet. They're kind of like, he's treading water until they figure it out. Now, the one thing they did that was really fucked up was they had that, they had him have that match with like JD Drake that went on for like 15 minutes. I was like, oh my God, get this fat piece of shit out of the ring. (laughs) Retire. JD Drake, retire, please. I don't give a fuck who knows that guy here that that I'm burning bridges for people here right now. I think someone does. I think some of the boys do know him. They they probably do, but he ought to know. If he looks in the mirror, he ought to know, look, I'm done. He should know that. Like he should have that. Look, I stepped away. I know, I know my, you know, I know my business. I know when it's time. Come on. So. Hey man, uh, let's be honest, right? You look much better than fucking JD Drake, all right, as a professional wrestler. Let's be honest, dude. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I'm being for real, man. And and even saying that, even if I agree with you, I'm still not getting in there. So what does that say about him, right? Just don't do it. Right. I mean, yeah. you've got enough respect. But that was the right? only thing that him going 15 minutes with Keith Lee was the only thing they've done wrong since he's been there. It's just that he's not been featured heavily. So hopefully we'll see that. But I think Rampage is like, at least makes me excited. If I know that I probably got a good chance of seeing Keith Lee, that's definitely going to make me more likely to tune into Rampage. Now, I always watch Rampage anyway. So maybe that's a, right, right. a moot point. But you know, maybe for the other people that are Keith Lee fans or Swerve's fans or anybody like Hook. Hook is primarily a, a a rampage fixture. So, and with this episode, like what you were saying earlier about how it just being a feeling like a better episode, Rampage has felt like garbage for the past few months, and Dynamite's been the focus. Now it's like, okay, well, with Dynamite, we know we're getting around nine hundred to a million. So, Rampage is slipping badly. Let's try to spice up Rampage. And well, I, I think they did that, not only with the card, like we said, we already said it, but not only with the card, but with the pace and the, the format yeah. of the show. Well, the thing about Rampage especially, do you think do you think eventually it, it will become a two-hour show, actually? No. I think they got enough because they've got, they've got their two YouTube shows. Right. Um and so they can always get people on there to have a match and get a payday, even if True. people aren't really seeing them and it pads out the records too, but that'll oh, yeah. also give them, that'll also give them a good metric of, because young people today, like I was saying, they don't watch cable, 
but they will watch YouTube like television. So Absolutely. to get the numbers for dark and, and elevation will show them like, okay, who's interested enough that they'll even watch these matches that they all know who's going to win every single one of the matches. Um, wow. But if you're still oh, yeah. watching it, then, okay, now, you know, we'll see who people like and they can read the comment section and see who the people are liking in the comment section and then they can bring them up. I think of it like they could do like a tier system where you bring the guys in and you have them on dark and elevation and whatever, whichever one you think is lower, you would think elevation right. would be higher, right? Well, right. <laughs> so I mean, start them on dark. Okay. When they get, <laughs> when they get popular enough and you start seeing like, okay, people are getting behind these guys, then they can start being like more on elevation. Then you work your way up to rampage. And when you get hot on rampage, now you're a dynamite guy. And if you're not cutting right. it on dynamite, maybe you get bumped down. You know what I mean? Well, like if he's following these metrics and saying like, oh, well, this guy does good in the quarter hours. Well, maybe he stays on dynamite and maybe somebody else gets bumped off. If you treat those things like a stairway. Like a tier system, right? Yeah. Then maybe you can get some. Maybe he is doing that in his mind. Tony is. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty but, crazy mind. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, to keep track of <laughs> all <be> that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I don't know if you know, there's a draft going on right now. So. <laughs> yes, right. Absolutely. And, and I've seen... I've seen him doing his draft sheet. He with that jacket. Man. Oh man! So you read my mind. How do you fucking anyway? Like uh, I don't he doesn't even have time to change clothes, Jimmy. He doesn't have time. No time. Just wear well, the jacket. Do you think he's uh, a little bit too much? He's always that. Just um, I'm not going to cast garbage. aspersions on anybody, but I'll just say <laughs> it's it's hard to stay awake without some help. <laughs> right there that's right <laughs> well anyway let's move on because you'll love the next segment but before we get to that let's get oh. to jeff hardy saying he's ready to take out bobby fish next week in the owen hart foundation tournament we get after that the undisputed elite laughs off the idea of jeff hardy being a threat with fish calling him jeff hardy ha 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 funny <laughs> wow like seriously there's not much really to say about this i mean unless you want to say something well there. just real quick for the hardy boys this wasn't even that bad of a promo compared to some of no. the horrible shit that's come out of their mouth but <laughs> but i'm gonna say this in the past couple of years after watching especially some of the bumps that guys take in aew for no good reason oh my god that draws me nuts when i when i look at when i look at the the moves and i'm you know make my checklist of i wouldn't take that i wouldn't take that i wouldn't take that you know what's moved right up the list is a regular swanton from jeff hardy yeah, because no fucking he chance. fucking does what, not care man? anymore he just flattens you bounces <laughs> off like not even trying to miss it i don't know if you saw um oh man i've been noticing them left and right dude trust me it makes me laugh every time but sorry continue on Oh, just, I don't know if you saw in Raw when Kevin Owens did like a senton or whatever, and oh, he perfect. just did like a, yeah. a perfect, perfect senton, perfect. touched him, but didn't land on him. Like, perfect. you know what I mean? And then there's Jeff Hardy, just like, can't even barely get all the way over. Like, I'll be, I won't be surprised if the swanton just turns into a splash pretty soon because he can't rotate anymore. Dude, Jesus I Christ. mean, whoever's taking that now, man, you could tell they're tenting up right before he lands on them. Like, Fuck I mean, full-blown tenting up. I feel bad for anyone that takes the swanton from Jeff Hardy right now, but there's some good news because I don't know if you noticed this actually, Vet, but 
is it Mars deceiving me or have Matt and Jeff Hardy both lost weight in the three weeks they haven't been on Dynamite? Mm, I don't Think know about it. They look to me, they looked in much better shape. I don't know if it was just a camera angle, whatever well, it was, they looked much better. Well, I'll refer back to my comment about how, you know how I said I can't watch all this wrestling. So whenever the Hardy right. boys are on the screen, that's when I'm busy on my other screens, not paying attention yeah, to them. Man. So I haven't really noticed their weight, but uh, good for them if they're slimming down. Yeah, it, it looked like it. I could be. It'll help other people's rib cages and organs when Jeff Hardy <laughs> lands on them. That's great. It's, just, it's the worst one time, dude. Should be called uh, the the I don't know the ID gaff bomb or some shit, bro. I mean, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> like come on. It, it's yeah. funny to me now, but yeah, I'd be like you, man. That's one of the moves I'm not taking. I don't give a shit. Nope. But anyway, speaking of not taking though, vet, here is Danhausen. He says, Satan Hook out here now, whatever the fuck he says. So Q hooks music with Danhausen thinking that we need to do this at another time. Something's getting called <laughs> That was the, that was the best funny. part. As soon as he, he calls him out there, as soon as he gets in there, he's like, maybe we could do this another time. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I look, man, as much as I shit on fucking Danhausen, right? I don't know why I'm actually liking this stupidity, bro. Like in many ways, I'm I'm kind of enjoying the stupidity of this sort of uh, program we're getting. Clearly, we're going to lead to these two teaming up, right? Surely, surely, yeah. And it's Hookhausen. Yes, Hookhausen. It's the only logical through line you have to, because <laughs> how else can you explain how Hook will just so casually throw a man to the ground any what? chance he it's gets, crazy, and then he doesn't dude. quite do that even though dan housen's provoking him he 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 does not touch dan housen so it kind of is like um like he likes him or something well, like he he respects the fact that he'll actually get in his face a little bit and be as, weird right but as good as this is let's be real though let's be totally honest doesn't this remind you of the rock and sock connection sort of absolutely right but it's here's the thing so right. it's well it will be nothing like that. The only no, similarity no, no. is that no. one guy really doesn't want to be right, the other right. guy's friend, but yeah, absolutely because of the individuality of both these guys, it could be played off as totally different and very and it can uh, be good, it, it, right. definitely entertaining. Because right? if you're going to be a team, you like here's what you get out of that. Um, if you want to beat the team, you beat Danhausen, right? That absolutely. that way you don't have to beat Hook, right? And then it's logical, and, right? and, and hook can make the comeback, you know, while Danhausen sells and stuff like that and gets his other Absolutely. shit in, in the, in the first part of the match. Like it's a perfect tag team setup for like the psychology of matches. Um, they'll be, but it'll give too, them, man. Yeah. And it'll give them both something to do with a, with a variety of teams. Cause that's one thing AEW doesn't have a shortage of is tag teams that they can use. So yeah, right. you can definitely do something with that. And, and, um, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you guys talk about it all the time. Jurassic Express ain't shit, so it won't be no big deal if you put the belts on these guys too. It'll be pretty entertaining. The Actually, only thing they'll, they'll elevate ahead, those freaking belts right now at this point because really, let's right. be honest, no one right now that's champion that's a champion in AEW right now, right, is actually being elevated in my opinion, man. Right, no one is, and um, and that's that's unfortunate, but. That's what you get with inexperience, right? So 
you 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 had your idea how to get there and then once you were there then what do you do you have to think of that too you know what i mean so but anyway even if they don't become a tag team they can still just by playing off each other can provide a bit of comedic relief throughout the show anytime they need one anytime you need a change of pace like if you had too many serious segments in a row or too many matches or whatever you can throw something in between them it's only going to take like a minute or two the stuff that that they've done has not been like long it's been like maybe like a minute minute 20 minute 30 like segments and stuff like with the interviews and him stomping on the potato chips and all the stuff that they've done (laughs) the only the only issue I had with the whole thing is when Danhausen came in, he's such a gimmick and they right. did not let him talk at all, which is Dude, the only thing he's weird. good for right. at, at the point, right? right? Because right. I think he was injured and could not actually wrestle when he first right, right. joined. Right. When he joined from Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so why not let him explain himself to people? Because I know everybody there issue. knows who he is, but you still want to hear him do his shit because it's funny. So yeah. even if he doesn't explain, like he doesn't have to give his whole background and life story, but still just something to entertain the people on the microphone. They never really gave him any of that. It was just him getting pulled out from under rings and walking down there with best friends with no explanation and right. cursing people, but no one knows it's the curse. It's like, <laughs> just, you could have let him, yeah, you could have let him explain that stuff. Even if the announcers weren't going to do it for him, let him explain it. That's the only thing. But now they're now they're where they should have already been at, so that's fine. But you know, I, I've I've been high on Hook ever since uh, he debuted. You it was one both. of the few perfect <laughs> things that AEW ever did was the Hook debut. And um, yeah, he's he's another guy. I'll, I'll add him to my list of guys that when they when they're on the screen. I'm sorry, when Hook's on the screen. I'm putting everything down and watching because that kid's got it. He's got it. Thank you. Again, I've been shat on so many times for saying hook is over, hook is this or whatever. And again, I use the term loosely, right? So just in case, don't even if me. Even if he right? wasn't over, I want to watch him. Even if yeah, I'm the only person, even me and you are the only two people, Jimmy, that like hook, he still needs to be out there just for us. I don't care absolutely, if the other people absolutely. don't like it. I agree with you 100%, man. And, you know, we get shat on for liking this guy but if people can't see his talent man i mean look at his size all right he's a kid still anyway right but this guy absolutely with the way he suplexes grown men it's mm-hmm. ridiculous dude the kid's got freaking strength he's actually quite good in the ring right sure he's green of course he is but he's only going to get better you know what i mean considering how long he's been in the business for he's fucking good man you know I've what i mean seen worse absolutely worse i've seen worse from so-called weren't we just talking about swantons well swanton yeah well like i was saying veterans and i'm not talking about this vet because you're on you're on a different level Oh, hook's better than me hook's better than i ever was 100 percent. right yeah well but you're right like look how many sloppy guys that have been in the business for like over 15 years plus hook and freaking out work a lot of them dude so i mean people pissing on him i just I, i don't understand man the kid gets it man he knows, like he gets his psychology. He's not the best at it, but he understands it. He understands it to the point where he's only going to get better. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no ifs or buts about it. He will get better. But back to the Danhausen hook sort of uh, thing. I don't know why I, I'm liking it. Send like, hook. Like, send hook. I guess send Hookhausen hook, is going to be a thing, dude. Hashtag Hookhausen. Let's do it. <laughs> well. 
thank God we move on to the main event. We do get a little Mercedes Martinez. He's ready to take out uh, Diana Perrazzo. I mean, I'm surprised they managed to bring her in, actually, dude. I mean, I thought there was problems. That's why Mercedes Martinez won the interim women's championship. And I'm talking about Ring of Honor women's championship. Um, what, Maybe what, this was what always the plan. You, you think? Uh, I don't know. I'm saying I, I said maybe I don't know right right I actually I'm not sure man I assume she's still signed with impact wrestling so I guess it's a one and done and let's be honest I, I guess Mercedes Martinez will become the actual ring of honor undisputed yeah probably so. champion. Mm-hmm. well it's probably just a way to it's probably a way for Diana to drop the other belt and then start fresh and then kind of go back after the impact thing because she was you know she was kind of uh, the queen of impact for a while and beating everybody. Definitely. And they were bringing in people to beat her and uh, she was beating them all. And um, so, but she just recently lost the triple a Reina de Reina's championship to tie of Valkyrie right. coming back. And then this will be a way to get this belt off her. And it'll be a good kind yeah, of yeah. like starting from scratch thing. Like, all right, I lost all my belts. Now what do I do? So right. I, I assume that they're just going to go with Mercedes Martinez, considering that all the AEW people beat all the, beat all the ring of honor people for all those belts so how stupid is that shit too dude i mean you want to restart this so-called company but you make aw guys and i get it the logic behind this is probably well they're aw guys right and these guys are ring of honor they shouldn't be better than us right per se perception right right? but that shouldn't matter anyway if you want to restart ring of honor with more eyeballs jesus man gives those guys something right I mean, yeah. I guess it, I guess it doesn't really matter because it, essentially <clears throat> all wrestling boils down to WWE and non WWE at this point. Right. So it's true. really they are all in the same company, just different names. And so technically any of these guys could beat any of the other ones. And it, some of the guys that you would say would be AEW guys. Um, they are also ring of honor guys. So right i mean true if you want to if you want to restart ring of honor with those guys since they have those belts then maybe that's a way to get them off AEW tv and free up some more time for the guys that aren't going to be going to ring of honor maybe ring of honor can be that uh that step after rampage (laughs) before dynamite or after rampage or before rampage i've got a feeling that would actually put it i don't know before rampage could be. You know what I mean? I mean, that's up. That's up to. That's up to TK. Well, his friends call him that. Them, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Apparently, the the kids is is what they call Tony Khan. It's TK. That's what the kids yeah. say, right? Yeah. Jesus, man. TK for Christ's sake. You started that, man. But anyway, um, let's move on to the main event, man. And uh, you know what? I actually enjoyed this match. It's between Samoa Joe and Trent Beretta. Right before the match started, though, we did have a little promo. You know with Mark Henry, Samoa Joe threatens to kill Trent Beretta while Trent says he's going to win the Ring of Honor TV title. Did anyone really believe that, Ben? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, Samoa Joe did a good, classic, normal wrestler promo. Absolutely. And then Trent started to do one and then just fucking dropped the ball right at the end. <laughs> he sounded yeah. like a, a kindergartner. He's like, like where's where he's like, you know, Samoa Joe's like, I'm going to fucking beat you and they're going to have to carry you out of this arena. And he's like, uh, 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 you know, like that's essentially what he said. You know, what do you expect from a guy that got dropped off by his mom in a van? So that's, that's exactly the quality of a, 
of opponent you can expect for Samoa Joe. And uh, here we have this match, which nobody thought Trent was going to beat him. Not at any right. point. Not even a little bit. And and that's the thing. People don't realize this. You know, his mom dropping him off to events. I'm talking about Trent. This has been going back from the, even the New Japan days, dude. Remember that? I mean, he was there. Sue Beretta, whatever, right, was actually in Japan, dude. Wow. Like, think about that shit. I mean, and they did the best friend freaking zoom in. They were doing it even from back then in New Japan. So I don't know where you go with Trent. They're trying, they've been trying to make him sort of serious, right? I mean, he was sort of picking on Yuta, but what happened to that? Nothing. And that's the problem with AEW Vet. They, they don't know how to explain anything. They don't explain anything. They assume that you're supposed to know everything, right? And sure, the hardcores all do. But if a casual is supposed to come in, switch the channel and say, oh, is, it, is that WWE? Because that's pretty much how everyone, you know, relates to professional wrestling, right? It's WWE. How are you going to expect to get growth that way? And I know cable television is not the same anymore, but whatever the case, show some, like, explain something, man. Just tell mm-hmm. us why and who this guy is and why this guy is here and, and whatnot. But for whatever reason, they choose not to do that. I don't know why, but they better start doing, you know, doing it because we need some sort of ex- explanation, man. Like, I just don't get it. But anyway, I actually did like this match. I mean, let's be honest, man. Did you see that shoulder block that that Joe gave Trent the first one? The first one? I mean, that dude, there was one shoulder block, man, when I'm telling you, dude, it was stiff as shit. It looked it anyway. Either, either Trent bumped it really good. But it looks, it's like Joe totally ran him over, man, and just bang like that. And I'm like, damn, I feel bad for Trent, man. He was tossing him all around. Really, it was a glorified squash match for Joe. He got about two moves in, that was it. Well, I guess to answer your question, like, what is somebody supposed to think? I guess what they'll see is they'll, if they're WWE fans, maybe they'll recognize Samoa Joe, and then maybe they'll uh, see him beating up a guy that at least kind of looks like an athlete so yeah the well, optics yeah, of yeah. it are okay but definitely you know i don't know it's 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 okay but oh what, no i'm not hating on the match i enjoyed it for what it is believe me right except for you know like i think trent should probably retire his moonsault because he's almost or actually hurt several people with it by now and you saw him like go over Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe's like reaching up trying to catch him, but it's too far. And it's like, right, right. can you just, can you just not do this anymore? Cause you're not doing it right. Like no one cares. No one cares if you can do a moonsault in AEW. Every fucking person can do a moonsault in AEW. No one gives a fuck about your moonsault. So could you stop like possibly hurting people uh, by yeah. doing something stupid and wrong? Like, I just don't get. I don't get the guy's mentality of like, where do you even have the balls to say like when you're trying to talk to Samoa Joe before the match is like, yeah, I'm going to moonsault on you. And, and Joe's just like, okay with it. I'd just be like, no, you're not. But, you know, I guess Joe's a nice guy too. So he said, sure, I'll catch you, brother. And he didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> that don't work for me, brother. Yeah, it, it worked out this time because yeah. nobody died, but. <laughs> yeah right exactly and it's not funny either, he did the right? same but thing yeah. to jay white remember when he when he had the match with jay white on rampage and he tried to moonsault <laughs> yeah. and jay white was like where are you going like <laughs> yeah and he fully like overheat it man like yeah right. it's, 
So it, it, at, at best, at best, you just make the other guy look like an idiot because you didn't touch him, but he had to fall down for you. At worst, you could hurt him because he could be trying to catch you and you could like dislocate his shoulder or, you know, tear his bicep or, you know, bend his elbow joint the wrong way or whatever. Just and stop. Stop, bro. They just, they, I, I get it. Maybe they've got a fucking, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulders, whatever. They want to prove whatever they want to prove right but you're right but and that's the issue though vet i can't imagine guys not telling him to slow down or don't do this shit anymore don't do that but it just comes across like either most of guys don't listen to the vets right or no one's communicating i I just i don't know man i just don't understand dude Uh, it puzzles me i think i think most people are i like i think a lot of Older wrestlers that are annoyed by this type this type of behavior, they probably either they don't say anything at all because they think it's like a lost cause, or they assume right. that a young person may not be receptive to feedback, or perhaps um, they do give them feedback, but it's in a way that's like passive aggressive, uh, sarcastic, confrontational, like in a way that shuts down people wanting to hear what you're saying you know just from human interaction jimmy like if you say something to somebody the wrong way they'll just stop listening to you even if you make a good point but if you're making it in a rude way or a dismissive way then the people just are kind of like they kind of tune you out so it's a communications uh issue that i don't know there should be plenty of people that are able to communicate those type of things and if those people are producers or agents for the matches it shouldn't matter if they're nice about it or not. They should be able to say, yeah, maybe don't do this. Um, right. It seems like the agents don't do anything. It's like, yeah. they, do but they then again, exist? That's what it feels like. Then again, you know, you look at a lot of the agents and like some of these agents at this point, they're like uh, guys that were in TNA. And it's like, what's a TNA guy going to tell you about psychology? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like. But that puzzles like, me too. I, I laughed. Man. I laughed my ass off when I hear the guys like Abyss and Sanjay Dutt are agents in the WWE. <laughs> in WWE and I'm right. like, what the oh. fuck do they know about anything, bro? Like, have you seen TNA? Like, these guys don't man. know shit. So, I love you for saying that, dude, because no one says that shit, right? But you, you're saying facts. It's facts. How do they get these jobs, dude? How do they qualify for these positions as your res- resident experts, right? To how to book a match, especially from someone like a Sanjay Dutt, right? An ex, a former X Division star, and yeah. a hardcore, brutal type of guy like Abyss, right? Yeah, I can't take it seriously. These guys are yeah. Whose whose matches do they get to agent? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no fucking way these guys. You're gonna tell me these guys are total experts on how to book the right match, like. Uh, come on no no i'm not and and it's it's nothing personal against those guys i don't know those guys i'm just using names that the audience would know like right you know because sanjay that's here on this program he's he comes in here at the end like after the match right Um, and then you'll get another agent getting his shit in pat buck the recently hired pat buck Buck, Buck getting his shit in he's always in there trying to grope somebody you know it doesn't matter ladies men he's always grabbing on somebody in these these skirmishes if you will 
so <laughs> yeah, but maybe a bit, you know, too many skirmishes actually. Maybe a bit. Vet. But before we actually take it home, dude, um, Pat Buck, man, he's a classic, dude. The way he, I want to spend time with my family. What for, like a week? Yeah. Not even. <laughs> right. Yeah. This guy's crazy. I mean, but that's. I didn't say how much before. time. Right. <laughs> well, I think you did say that, didn't you? Say that five, five minutes. That should be good, hey, man. Unbelievable. I don't understand how guys and girls like to burn bridges like that. I'm sure, like, this probably. Um, really, he should have heat in WWE, right? You'd think. He probably did anyway. He probably had heat the whole yeah, time he was there, maybe. which is why he couldn't wait to get out. Maybe. I mean, shit, true. I mean, apparently he did have a lot of responsibilities. I mean, he, he did apparently book some big matches at WrestleMania. But, yeah, it is what it is. Pat Buck is in AEW in a matter of, like, days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what we did miss, though, before hmm. we take it home? Oh. I forgot to talk about the baddie match. Oh, the baddie match. Actually, it wasn't that long, match. so it went exactly how you'd imagine. Oh, the one thing I don't get is why <laughs> Red Velvet, with no explanation, is uh, is just friends with the person that was her like her sworn enemy from the start. Didn't um, did it they was. do something on being the elite or something that that <laughs> explains this? Or as far as I know. Oh, I by the way, it. that's what you were trying to you were trying to think of earlier, Jimmy. It was the BTE trigger. Oh yeah, I know, and I said it actually when I was watching Rampage. And I was talking to my significant other. And actually, when I was editing, when I heard it, I go, I'm saying, I was meant to say BTE trigger, right? I don't know why it wouldn't come in my head at the time, right? I'm like, why the fuck? But yeah. Blocked out traumatic things from your brain. How? I mean, look, think of that move, all right? And yes, I love the Bullet Club and all that shit. I'm a big Kenny fucking Mark, all right? I'll say it. I don't care what anyone says, right? I'm sorry, man. I know. Don't worry. I know all his history. I even know some deeper history, dude. Trust me. It's pretty... Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, dude. And I'm not talking about blow-up dolls. I'm talking about uh, music videos in particular. But uh, anyway, we won't go there because they traumatize me. <laughs> Literally. But anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a Kenny Mark. I just enjoy his work, right? Whether you like him or not. But And it goes back to New Japan days. But this fucking BT trigger, man, it, it comes across as like some sort of Japanese anime, and I'm sure that's what they're kind of trying to do. Like a, but they're like a bunch of kids who are in their mid to late 30s. You know what I mean? Doing BTE trigger. Like, come on, man. Like, well, grow up, man. Grow up, Bucks. I know they're young Bucks, but God damn it, you're in your 30s now, man. Come on. Seriously. Killing the business, Jimmy. Killing the business. Well, yeah, killing the business. Exactly. That's their motto. See, that, so the, reason, the whole reason that that's a catchphrase for them is because that's what people said about them as a shoot. Well, <laughs> and they yeah. merchandised it. And they're smart guys for doing so, man. Right. And they're the but they're also dumb guys for killing the business so they can only make so much money off it. I mean, I guess you can only use so much money at once, but like, well, they could have been making things better for everybody if they didn't treat everything like a fucking joke, which they do. No, I, and I that's another thing that's going to cause those, those, uh, you know, 35 to 59 year olds or whatever to turn off the channel, uh, when the big bang theory's <laughs> over. Well, it's childish shit, bro. Like sometimes these guys don't even need to go there. If they think that's what you call heat, right? We're heels. So, you know. That's fucking stupid. That's not heat to me anyway. It is what it is, man. But you know what, Vet, man? I think this is officially the longest uncaged in the history of uncaged, dude. So there we go. There's another fucking record for you right there, dude. 
You might as well put three times now. Hey. Yeah, and I, well, I guess I can't blame Big Ray for this one, huh? Um, oh, whoa, man. I think that was my longest ever show. The, the one I did with Big Ray, the skirmish, and actually it's the most highest rated, funny enough. Weird. Pe- people do love people do love content. They love him, dude. Yeah, but, but um, they love Big Ray too, dude. Yeah, I mean, they love Jesus. Big Ray. And uh, I don't know, man, but I think the reason it went long is because, you know, we don't get to do this that often. So we got to catch right. up on a variety of topics and not just talk about just one episode know, of man. Rampage. I, and I think... I, uh, yeah, right. I, with you, you cannot waste your friggin' mind in, of profession, for professional wrestling with just Rampage, bro. That's like so below you in many ways. You know what I mean? We need to dissect your brain, dude, because what you say is some of the best shit out there, period. I'm, I'm not just saying that because I know you and shit. It, I'm, I was a fan of yours before we even met. So, dude, I mean, that's respect. Like I said, two times. Fuck it. It's three times now, Vet. Three Straight times. Up. Right, I'll change my I'll change my thing afterwards. <laughs> but, but uh, no, I, that, I, I, re- I really appreciate it. Um, and I just, when I hear you guys do your show, uh, this is how you know that you're listening to a good show, whatever, whoever it is. It may not be about wrestling, but any of the podcasts you listen to, if you sit in there listening to it and you find yourself wanting to like yell out to the people, even though this is already pre-recorded, like, right. oh, no, wait, no, the thing, you know, like you want to be a part of it, even though you're just listening to it. That's how you know you're listening to a good show. And that's how I always feel like whenever you guys are talking, I'm like, oh, Oh, I want to, I want to interject something, uh, you know, so that, so it's like, it's, you know, between Jim Cornette, Stevie Ray and you guys, those are the That's shows crazy. I can't miss. So well, dude, I, hope, I hope Jargo me. gets his shit situated so he can join you again and, and then hopefully do a Destino with me. Cause that's the only time what I truly have fun have... talking about wrestling. Yeah. You've done Destinos with him. I was going to say, dude. Oh yeah. And Super you know what fun. sucks, man? Super fun. But the problem, though, right, with now Jago doing his thing for now until he's back, mm-hmm. everyone that's been on the show, right, other than you and I right now, everyone hates fucking New Japan. So I can't even bring up anything Japanese without any of the co-hosts for whoever it is shitting on it, like totally shitting on it. So I don't even bother. I'm like, fuck, I can't even talk Japanese oh. wrestling because, you know, everyone right. hates well, on it other than very few of us well that's, that's one of the things is jimmy we have to educate them on that that's our job because oh, the problem right. is the problem is jimmy they see shit like the young bucks and trent and they think that's new japan just because they went over there right. once and they think that's what it is man. and it's not or or if you bring in a random a random Suzuki or Ishii or something, and they 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 expect to be to to get an entire man's career out of one match. Like they don't get it. You ha- you, you we have to bring them along slowly. I, I'm I'm going to look at Chris Ams as a personal oh project God. of mine. I'm going to please. Very nice. Very evil. Yes. I'm going to. <laughs> I, I've already started. I gave him a match to watch, and he liked it because oh, I, yes, I know what I know what he'll like. I know exactly what he wants to see because he thinks. He, but he thinks all he knows about New Japan is making fun of guys' names and the fucking shit that Trent and the Young Bucks and guys like that do. And that's not Japanese wrestling. You know that. Out, I know right. that. Um, but the world at large doesn't know that. And um, so it's our job to kind of... We have to carry the flag for the last real pro wrestling company on the planet. It, truly, though, truly. And I'm sure a lot of, like, you know, even probably Ben Hamid himself would probably roll his eyes at us saying that, right? But it really, I truly. I said it to his face and he doesn't know what he's talking absolutely. about. 
<laughs> that's why you're the bit, man. But that's the thing. Oh, don't People don't like it, but they don't watch it. You can't, right. you, you can't, problem, you don't watch it. So you don't know what you're talking about. Again, it goes back to the people being confidently wrong about things, you know? But so. hell is that even possible? Right. And they, and they're adamant too. They're literally like, nah, it's shit. They just block it out. Right. Without even watching it. And Chris, I used to send him a lot of videos like a couple of years back. Trust me, watch this from YouTube and he would like it. And then he starts shitting on it again. So you're right. We need to fly the flag, man. I feel bad even when Jago's around it and, and they're shitting on it like that. Man, they don't get it, man, because it truly is the last real professional wrestling company because they have respect for the art of pro wrestling, man, unlike some other companies. But anyway, Vet, tell them where they can find you, bro. Yeah, well, you can find me every week on the Next Level Wrestling Review. Um, we go live on YouTube at Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Big Ray and myself, we talk about NXT and a bunch of other bullshit. It usually ends up being around two hours. Then you can find me every week on the Impact Attack with uh, Colin Wysong and Brandon Stransky, and we talk about Impact. And like I said, please look forward to the new episode of Impact Attack. I know maybe some people may not be as interested in it because it's about Impact, but we try to make it interesting for you. So even if you don't care to watch Impact, at least listen to us talk about it, and then maybe we can entice you to... Um, you know, give it a chance to see some guys. Cause like I said before, Jimmy, the only way we're going to enjoy wrestling these days, look, I'm sorry to put it to you like this, but it's never going to oh, be good again. I'm sorry. It's not going to oh, be good. A, that, new man. Japan aside, but like right. every other, every other promotion, it's never going to be good. So what we have to do is we just have to pick and choose our favorites and just watch them wherever they are. So um, sad, now that man. the Briscoes are in impact, I'm so hyped. Uh, because yeah. you guys don't know what you're missing. The Briscoe should be I wanna everywhere. I want to watch it, dude. I want to watch it, man. That's the thing. I really do want to watch Impact. It's just their production really throws me off, man. It's like a podcast. I can't stand bad audio, dude. Right. Like, well, I just, hate that. Just give them a chance, you know, for one match or two. It's no big deal. And then, um, but yeah, so. Was, yeah, just. I was going to say, I was a TNA fan for years, dude. I mean, I've got even a lot of the DVDs from 2004, 2005 like all those times you know what i mean but now it's just i want to be into it i really do it's hard enough watching wwe aw and all that yeah but um man like i really do i really want to even mlw they got some of the best young wrestlers over there man in all of mm -hmm. pro wrestling but like you said even their production is just ugh, it's just bad hideous. dude yeah. it's it's hideous great but word absolutely hideous right but that that that's okay if you can get past that there's some good stuff there but yeah you just kind of have to follow your favorite wrestlers and follow your favorite podcasters like me at opinion haver everywhere um and you can find me on channel attitude on a variety of shows such as this one as a guest and i like to pop in the smack attack every now and then like the fuse every now and then you know i'm always around i'm like a bench i'm sitting on the bench waiting to get you know put in the game uh, whenever needed and uh, that's why you see so much of me i hope you don't get sick of me but i appreciate all you guys listening and uh, it's it's my pleasure to be able to come in and talk wrestling uh with you guys absolutely dude absolutely in saying that man if you want to follow me you can on twitter at the pwc network and at dj mass effect and someone please get hook already we need him right now true vet i mean come on look at him he's please. rocking the hook shirt I'm all for it. I remember we, we can invite him. Fun. We can invite him on and then he'll oh, just like no one will, even if he doesn't show up, no one will know. Cause it will sound the same. Right. 
Exactly, won't even say a word. <laughs> but anyway, and before we go, man, if if you want to find any of my shows, you can at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Also right here at channelattitude.com where I've been on the variety shows, Smack Attack, even on Light the Fuse. But I'm always on Uncaged week in, week out. Also, check out the blow-off at the blow-off, at the blow-off pod. See, that's a bit of a tongue twister there, vet. Mm-hmm. In saying that, man, I'm Jimmy T. He's the vet, and you've been listening to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com, brought to you by Hamin Media Group. Peace. 8 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Big Ray and myself, we talk about NXT and a bunch of other bullshit. It usually ends up being around two hours. Then you can find me every week on The Impact the Attack with uh, Colin Wysong and He's Brandon Stransky. And we talk about Impact. And like I said, please the look fence. forward to the new episode of Impact Attack. I know the maybe the some fence. people may not be as interested in it because it's about Rogers Impact. Guy. But we tried to make it interesting for you. So even if you don't care to watch Impact, at least listen to us talk about it. And then maybe we can entice you to... Um, you know give it a chance to see some guys because like i said before jimmy the only way we're gonna enjoy wrestling these days look i'm sorry to put it to you like this but it's never gonna be good again i'm sorry it's not gonna be new japan aside but like every other every other promotion it's never gonna be good so what we have to do is we just have to pick and choose our favorites and just watch them wherever they are so um, now that the briscoes are in impact i'm so hyped uh, because you guys don't know what you're missing. The Briscoe should be I everywhere. I want to watch it, dude. I want to watch it, man. That's the thing. I really do want to watch Impact. It's just their production really throws me off, man. It's like a podcast. The I can't fence. stand bad audio, dude. Right. Like, well, I just, hate that. Just give them a chance, you know, for one match or two. It's no big deal. And the then, um, but yeah, so. Bad, bad, Yeah, just. I was going to say, I was a TNA Rogers fan for years, guy. dude. I mean, I've got even a lot of the DVDs from 2004, 2005 like all those times you know what i mean but now it's just i want to be into it i really do it's hard enough watching wwe AEW, and all that but um man like i really do i really want to even mlw they got some of the best young wrestlers over there man in all of pro wrestling but like you said even their production is just it's just bad dude it's it's hideous great word absolutely hideous Right, but that that that's okay. You can get past that. There's some good stuff there. But yeah, you just kind of have to follow your favorite wrestlers and follow your favorite podcasters like me. At Opinion Haver everywhere, um, and you can find me on Channel Attitude on a variety of shows, such as this one as a guest. And I like to pop in the Smack Attack every now and then, like the Fuse every now and then. You know, I'm always around. I'm like a bench. I'm sitting on the bench waiting to get you know put in the game. Uh, whenever needed and uh, that's why you see so much of me I hope you don't get sick of me but I appreciate all you guys listening and uh, it's it's my pleasure to be able to come in and talk wrestling uh, with you guys absolutely dude absolutely in saying that man if you want to follow me you can on Twitter at the PWC network and at DJ Massacre and someone please get hooked already you need him right now I'm all for it. I remember we, we can invite him. We can invite him on, and then he'll oh, just like no one will even if he doesn't show up, no one will know because it will sound the same, right? Exactly. He won't even say a word. <laughs> but anyway, and before we go, man, if if you want to find any of my shows, you can at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Also, right here at channelattitude.com, where I've been on the variety shows, Smack Attack, even on Light the Fuse. But I'm always on Uncaged week in, week out. Also, check out the blow off at the blow off pod. 
www.jimmyt.com. Send us a bit of a dunk twist in there, vet. In saying that, man, I'm Jimmy T. He's the vet. And you've been listening to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com. Brought to you by Hamid Media Group. Peace.